What's going on, everybody? It is Coach Greg Adam back in here with another YouTube live stream. Shout out to the Coach Gang. And that's you. For being in here, being involved, and being active on this YouTube channel. And welcome to the Wake Up Show. Part of the Free Agent Lifestyle Podcast here on the Free Agent Lifestyle Channel. You in here with the Bruce Wayne. It is Ish, the King of Kings, the King of Content, and the Speaker of the Truth. Yours truly, the Notorious One, a.k.a. Mr. Coachellini, better known as the Prognosticator, Coach Adamus, and you in the Desert Storm Bunker with the Sea God Allah CGA. We got it back, and we got a great show today. We're going to talk about the Michael Irvin situation, as you can see by the question posed here. Was Michael Irvin set up? They have released the footage, and people have been able to go through the footage with a fine-tooth comb, despite the fact that the hotel didn't want to release the footage to begin with, all right, because they have an internal uh, investigation going on, and it could hamper their internal investigation. But once we saw the situation, Michael Irvin was suspended from the NFL network by the NFL uh, for the allegation posed by the hotel worker, which was the female, saying that that was an alleged inappropriate uh, complicated conversation held by the uh, drunken Michael Irvin, drunken Michael Irvin, doesn't really remember the context of the conversation, thus creating the confusion, forcing him to be suspended on site, immediately canceled from his job, which was on Super Bowl weekend in Arizona. Now, here's the thing. There's a bunch of people with a bunch of theories floating around. We're going to look at the footage. All right, we're going to look at the footage and see if this was a um, uh, an offense serious enough to lose his job and thus lose his career. He's filed a $100 million lawsuit against several people including the hotel and in this situation now he's looking to recover some lost funds and the original question is are men being targeted for financial gain okay no matter the situation no matter the excuse michael urban is being caught in the middle because he is the high value target and that's albert wesker says in our first super chat which i'll repeat all right, I coined the phrase high value target as many phrases that I've coined here. High value target. See, high value man was a phrase that was not coined by KS, but was popularized by KS. And it made sense, the high value man. Now, when I coined the phrase high value target, it wasn't against the idea of the high value man. It was just bringing awareness that in a current economy or our current economic state or in the state in the last few this men, these men that are high value are not just assets to the community at large. They're also targets. And when you become elevated as a man, you are forgetting that you're a target. And I actually talked about this in a blue chip mindset. Okay. The more money you make, the bigger the target you are. The bigger, this is why salespeople call rich clients, potential rich clients, whales, not fish, not guppies, not dolphins. All right, not sharks. They call them whales because you're plumped up. I talked about you getting to a point where you reach financial success. One of the things that you have to remember is that at that point, you become a target. Okay, here. You become a target. So in this situation here, we're going to review the footage of Michael Irvin. Also, we got another great, a lot of great subject matters. We're going to talk about when life comes at you fast. Always remember there's Coach Stradamus that has probably predicted it. We're going to talk about a new group of people with a new nickname called Sinks, S-I-N-K. And what is a sink? It is a single income, normally a woman with no kids. But I think men can become sinks as well. 
And now sinks are coming out proudly proclaiming, mostly females, that they have a single income, no kids. And it started kind of with Chelsea Handler, but you're going to hear a couple of women say this idea of becoming a sink has come from Sex in the City, as I talked about in the book, The Evolution. Indeed. New, 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 new world order. Okay. So we have the sinks. We also have Hot Girl Summer is right around the corner. And uh, several young women have come out to say, hey, cuffing season is officially over. Once spring is sprung, cuffing season is over. We're going to go over the romantic calendar, a.k.a. when women are in heat. We're going to talk about the women in the heat calendar. And now that you know spring is sprung, the debauchery is about to get out of control. Soft girl era is over. These hoes about to hit the streets. In the streets? That's your girlfriend. She about to break up with you. If you got into a relationship in October, November, y'all about to break up. Love and you love and you love and you with them, with them. Love and you love and you why do you want to break up? What would you want to break up? What 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 would you want to break up? Love and you you about to go through all kind of trouble. She about to act all kind of uncooperative. Love and you love and you love and you with them with them. Love and you love and you why would you want to break up? Love would you want to break up? Y'all ninjas about to break up. <clears throat> what would you want to break up? It's about to be breakups going across everywhere. Women about to start acting funny. They about to start acting funny, uncooperative. They're going to start arguments. They're going to be disappearing on Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Look, when I think about us, the feelings can't explain. Y'all about to break up. Mm. It's breakup season. Cuffing season is over. Yo, bitch about to act up. She about to be out here. Yeah, bitch. Yeah, bitch. <laughs> she about to be. How many breakups about to happen? Ooh, y'all better get up. Ninja's heart going to be broken. The red pill going to be up around spring and summer. Y'all going to be coming here, coming in. Hey, Ninja's going to be coming in here. Coach, is it interesting that uh, my long distance relationship and my buddy, my friend, we've been together for five, six months. We got together in October. I finally committed her. I committed to her. All right. Now, all of a sudden, she said something about these streets. In these streets. She said something about being free. In these streets. She said something about exploring. In these streets. All winter long. All winter long. She was cuddling with you. Let's cuddle up. Now, you can't get in contact with her. It's an evil world we live in. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Man, there's a... Yeah. <laughs> there's a all it is, y'all they just about to be heartbroken in this building. All right. Heartbroken, but it's okay. It's okay. You know what I mean? Let me see something here. Uh yeah. All right. So anyway, we got it going on here. We also got who who do we got here? We got ninjas fumbling the bag. Talk about oppression, man. Talk about oppression. We got ninjas fumbling the bag. We got a man who lost his job on the first day of his job. Fighting over a stragnesia. Mm. You ninjas will get heartbroken over a woman. What's wrong with you sucker for love ninjas? Ninjas fumbling the bag. You revisionist history ninjas. How many of you ninjas sitting around studying what happened in 1862? <laughs> 
Yeah, they just be like in 1862, actual the Emancipation Proclamation did not free the slaves. It only freed the slaves in the state that were not fighting against the Union, thus forcing the original uh, uh, Aborigine ninjas, ninja Indians, uh, into the, the 98 ter Trails of Tears. Y'all ninjas be out here experts in history. Experts in history. Y'all can tell me everything. Y'all didn't die back in the books. Y'all died back in the books. You opened the books. See what happened was in the Harlem Renaissance. Mm. All right. In the Southern migration to the North, y'all ninjas be mm. coming out. Oh, actually, you, what happens is on the Ivory Coast, what happened was there was a slave ship that came through the Atlantic Ocean, but they actually had to go further south and they had to hit the Caribbeans and then come all the way up because there's a tide pool in the middle of the ocean that could not actually get the slave ships back. Guess what? Mm. And in Today, 2023, y'all getting bamboozled live and in living color. Like live and in living color. Like y'all getting great. Y'all getting figure four leg lock, bamboozled, land stolen, banks financing you. You getting you getting payday loaned. You getting uh you getting great at the car dealership. You getting great by subprime mortgages. They killing you right now. Mm. They boxing your in <laughs> in real. Yeah, you getting slaughtered in 4K ninjas. You getting slaughtered worse than worse than Kuta, Kuta Kente right now. Hoodwinked right in living color, 4K, and y'all ninjas right here. It's going right over your head. Ain't nobody. <laughs> they taxing you to death. They sitting up there finagling you. They giving you checks, and then the inflation cancels out the checks, and then you still owe the taxes. Oh my mm. lord, this is just bad. Oh, the humanity! It's embarrassing sitting up there talking about some eighteen forty six. Man, my lord, mm. <laughs> they get you getting poisoned. They feeding you bad food. They buying up your neighborhood. They shooting up your leaders and your most. They they arresting your. They're they're canceling Michael Irvin. They canceling. They they shooting up Young Dolph right in front of y'all. Mm. They poking you with drugs. I mean, Lord have mercy, Jesus. Oh, the humanity. But y'all got videos. Oh man, look at this video where they talk about the original Native Americans were the ninjas. Man, well, how does that matter right now? Mm. <laughs> How does that matter? BLM ran off with 90 million of your dollars. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> they selling your fake meat. No, I said, Young Dolph, I said, leaders and your most valuable members in your community. He was an investor in, your, in Memphis. See how they try to get you, Young Dolph, a leader? He was a millionaire. Okay, how many white millionaires are getting slaughtered, getting AK-47 50 times at a cookie store in any community, any community by their own. I'll wait. Zero. Zero. Zip. No other community is shooting up nobody for that's worth millions of dollars at a cookie store 50 times. Swiss cheesed up. <laughs> John Morant running around throwing up gang signs on the NBA basketball court. And y'all talking about y'all talking about 1836. Mm. 
I can't help you ninjas, but look, I'm trying. <laughs> I'm trying. Lord have mercy. Oh, the humanity. Oh, the humanity. All right. Shout out to Memphis. Was that Memphis too? Memphis. All right. Here we are here. Y'all can't get together, man. Y'all can't get it together. But look, I'm trying to help you guys. I'm not trying to hurt you. Hey, look, do me a favor. Hit the like button. We're going to get into the stream. Albert Wesker says, never forget CGA coined high value targets. Michael Irvin was a high value target. No matter what the implications were, no matter what the situation was for the um, young lady to do what she did, she found Michael Irvin to be a target valuable enough to try to get what she wanted. We got Roberto Moreno. He says CGA is the GOAT. The GOAT, the GOAT, the GOAT. Thank you, brother man. Rational Rationality says picked up a spring chicken that turned into a mastodon overnight. Maybe turning into mastodons overnight. Wait, what's going on with Selena Gomez? Baby, Selena, look, you got about a couple of months left. Hey, listen, you still, I'm going to still give you a pass because I got a thing for you. You know what I mean, Selena? But this is getting out of control. This is getting, this is just oh, humanity. Chill out, man. I mean, I need it. I know you got a thyroid issue or lupus, but this is getting out of hand. This get, it's going to be, it's going to be gordita time. And then just like, oh, she's sick. Hey, man, I know, look, being sick is a part of the wall. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, look, people are like, well, actually, the thyroid asking up and they got loop. Being sick is a part of the wall. Let me give, let me explain. Your immune system is pretty pretty healthy when you're young as you progress and you get older your immune system start acting up then you get health issues so don't just be like well they sick and that's an excuse no that's part of getting older you ever be around old people and they constantly always sneezing and blowing their nose they coughing and hacking <laughs> they blowing that <laughs> they coughing <laughs> all over your shit that's because they immune system weak that's because they old you know what i mean back in the day they would have been taken out a long time ago that little cold they would have been dead undertaker just looking at them but now we got kind of all these uh we got all these damn you know drugs and everything to hide them we keeping people alive so look don't be just using an excuse that a person's sick and be like, well, it doesn't, that, that doesn't matter. She's sick. No, she's older and she's getting sick. Listen, <laughs> it's crazy. Oh man. Miracles of modern medicine, man. Shout out to Selena, man. Selena, she looking good. She Listen, I have always have a thing for her. So I'm going to give her a pass. Selena, come on over now. But if you wait too long, baby, your expert, man, if you wait too long, I'll help you through this. I will help you. I'll help you get through this. I'll help you get through this. I got a gym in my house, man. You know what I mean? Where are we at? ACDC. Damn coach. He says behind two lives, but finally caught up to find out that now you making game guys count cards and the nasty boys are smashing mutants like in X-Men. Yes, we are. We're going, we're going crazy out here. So shout out to the game guys who were somewhat, somewhat on the spectrum. Somebody tailor their suit too, man. Them suits looking crazy. Need to get tailors out here for these people. All right, but anyway, Joe K says, Coach, the best edutainment, mental health, but 
fornicating, smoking weed. All right, POTUS, 11-year-old. What is this going on here? All right, anyway. Angel says, Coach, uh, you need to these beautiful queens find themselves. You need to what? You skipped the word there. I need to do what about these beautiful queens? Last one. Um, Henry Resilient says, the woman explained, the woman who explained Sigma man is Tyrese's ex-wife. Some people kept saying that. And um, who turned relationship YouTube expert after cashing him out. She's an apex predator, a.k.a. a chameleon. All right, so yeah, I didn't know that. People kept saying that's Tyrese's ex-wife. Is that his second ex-wife? Is that the most recent ex-wife? All right. I hope she can bring her ass up over here. I'll smack it up, flip it, and rub it down. All right. But, yeah, she is an apex predator. Hey, I ain't got that Tyrese bag, so and you ain't getting nothing from me because I own nothing. Shout out to J-Flow March Madness in Vegas bringing out the best 304s. Oh, yeah, we do have a regional here, so it's going to be great. And we actually had all kind of conference tournaments here last week. So it was Liddy. The strip clubs probably were Liddy. Deshaun Rose, good morning, coach. Yes, it is breakup and hookup season. Preach. It is in the air. Spring has sprung. Peace leave going to be sitting out here. Yeah, they're going to be dishing out. Peace leave. We got no government name says. Shout out from Brooklyn. Coach, I learned more from Sesame Street than from school. He says it's crazy growing up. The strong and independent's made the tv our babysitter oh man yes thanks coach who remembers that it's not so much now i don't even know now but not so much now because we we're kind of helicopter parents now even if we're single parents and such but yeah tv was our babysitter all right macaroni tony i'm big on natural girlies but i understand the allure of plastic princesses after seeing kim k in person at a yeezy concert it's like the movie weird science my old head, he says, my old heads are going to get the reference. Yeah, I mean, they do look good for a little bit. You know what I mean? Like in person, for sure. And Kim K is one of those that I don't think looks great um, um, so much on camera. But in person, she could be good looking if she's all made up. If she's not, it's going to look like a Frankenstein project. Mr. Miles said, where the pogs at, coach? Where they at? Pig suey. Pig Suey out here. Shout out to the Poggies. All right. And let me see what PayPal doing just so I can. If it's only a few, I'm going to jump in there. And there's none. All right. So I don't got money. All right. But anyway, we got it. I got money. Let's get it. All right. We got a great show planned for you. When life comes at you fast, remember, there's Coach Dramas that has told you to get prepared for this. One of the things that I told you about is social credit score uh, practice that they're practicing in China already. Allegedly, I haven't been there to know it, but this is just off of the information that I've been given. And I've said even before they started it, that it was going to be a practice here in America. As a matter of fact, it already is a practice, meaning that you can get canceled for saying something online kind of deplatformed and it can affect your income. And some people will have had their PayPal, their bank account stripped. They couldn't go open bank accounts because who they were socially. And a lot of people are scared. Like your behavior online indicates that there's a social penalty for your behavior. Now, this is going to extend to carbon footprint taxes, electric vehicles, 
your status in terms of banks. Remember, PayPal came out and was like, we're going to take your money if we cancel you. Okay, we'll take twenty five hundred bucks. Remember all of that? Well, you curb your behavior because of that. You start acting funny, censoring yourself. You won't comment. You'll, you'll see a post and you'll say, I'll hold my comment. But that's your comment. Like you're commenting without commenting because you know it's going to hurt you socially. Matter of fact, the people's position on the C-19 poke um, led people to fracture their friendships, fracture their families. The 2020 election fractured friendships and families. It led to arguments. People lost their custody of their kids because of the poke in the C-19. So these are the social penalties of the social credit score. Now, let me play you something here. You want to see something? Yeah. You want to see it? Apparently. Here. On a bullet train, and this looks like a bullet train in China or one of the Asian countries. Shout out to them. Stop Asian hate. <laughs> but listen to the announcement that's being made. Your social credit score could be affected if you don't follow the rules, Coach Radamus said so. Here we go. Dear passengers, people who travel without tickets or behave disorderly or smoke in public areas will be punished according to regulations. And the behavior will be recorded in the individual credit information system. To avoid any negative record of personal credit, please follow the relevant regulations and help with the orders on the train. New, 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 new world order. Well, my activities be recorded and I'll be punished. My activities will be recorded and I'll be punished. You see it at the bottom of the screen and the behaviors will be recorded in individual credit information system. And of course, as a result of that, if you don't continue the bullshit, you'll avoid a negative record on your personal credit yeah man hey listen new 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 world order i don't know if you know in a, or where facial recognition software has been used here for you know at least a decade and um they're getting very very crafty at it as as a matter of fact i showed you the video of the people who use this at the recent um um the the recent uh art gallery function known as and it's slipping my mind as we talk, of course our basil is it our basil in miami now what they did was try to prove so uh the facial recognition can tell you what the person's credit score is and what your bank account holds and people lined up for it they walked right up to it and they said i want to see if this works and they use facial recognition to tell a person how wealthy they were or how much money they had in a bank account it was like red or green. Some people didn't want to use it because they didn't want to know they were broke. But people volunteered for this. Not only this, you have unlocking of phones. You have stadiums using fake facial recognition, grocery stores, so forth and so on. So you can't tell me that this is not going to be something that's rolled out, especially as we have this economy collapse and we roll in some sort of CBDCs as well. New, 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 new world order. But people sleep at the wheel, and I want people to know people are going to start talking about it as we get to it in the next two to three years, and then they're going to act like they came up with it. And then I'm going to say, yeah, I've been talking about that five years. Other people have been talking about it for longer than that. And they're not going to give them any credit, but yeah, it is what it is. And you better get used to it. 
because it's on its way and it's already here. Let's just call it what it is. Anyway, let's get to the next quick one here. Life when life comes at you fast. Apparently, this is a comedian, a female comedian. Wow. Female comedian. Oh, boy. Interesting. I don't know if this is a joke or not, but um, do you believe in love after love? Here we go. Brag, I don't care, but I want you to know, double-vaxxed, booster, flu shot, and I'm going to be honest, I have the shingle shot, too. And I still get my period. What? Yes. Traveled, went to Mexico twice, did shows, meet and greets, never got COVID. Clearly, Jesus loves me the most. Seriously. So nice. So nice. New, 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 new world order. Of the humanity. Sometimes confident. I, listen, I don't know how to explain the video. I don't know if it's funny. I don't know if she was joking. I don't know if she got up after that. I don't know if the Lord struck her down. I don't know if the sea monster got him. I don't know what happened there. But apparently, timing is everything. I tell you, man, listen, timing's everything. But even if it's a joke, how funny, how far do you have to reach down for a joke? I mean, geez. <laughs> Goodness. All right. I wish I saw her plot back up there, but sadly enough, did not. All right. Let's talk about this. There's Bill. I think it's Bill Burr. Bill Burr. Bill Burr. <laughs> I'm going to call him Bill Burr. He's on a podcast. With uh, two people that I recognize, but I don't know who they are. I think I've talked about them before. Let's pop them up on the screen here. Bill Burr is going to talk about, he's going to talk about therapy and uh, all of these things. I wish you guys very much uh, uh, a thing here. I don't want you guys to take my message and misconstrue, misconstrue it. I want you guys to find things that can help you. Sometimes you are without help. All right. That's because you are normie, but that's all right. It's all got. Hey, listen, we all go through a tough time. We all can't be strong like CGA. You know what I mean? We all can't, you know, you all can't be the king. Yeah, Tom Segura. I did a I did a reaction to one of his videos, but I don't know him and I don't know. I can't remember the context either. Well, I want you to listen to this exchange because this exchange is going to talk about how people are using their own lack of strength to project onto strong people as to what they should do and see how they should seek solutions. And this is kind of what I felt about it as well. So Bill Burr is going to go through an exchange related to this, and you're going to see people fight back against this, unfortunately, which people will call, uh, people call it, um, let me let me see what they call it. Ah, I can't remember what they call it, but they'll call it something as if to criminalize you for your lack of need or lack of necessity or what do they call it? Oh, man. I can't remember. I'll remember it. But they'll say you have um, some misconceptions. It's a different word than misconception. It sounds a little bit better than misconception because if they said misconception, it would be a direct persecution. But um, they use another word for it. I can't even think about it. But anyway, let's pop it up. 
not backbiting. I can't remember the word. But uh, anyway, let me get into it. Bill Burr, here we go. All right, hold on. Before, uh, therapy. Yeah, I went to therapy. Well, you went, but you stopped going. Well, after a while, it's just like, well, you know, I've told all the bad stories, and I'm always going to have problems. This is just becoming like this, you know, lifelong car payment now to have to come over here, be like, well, this happened. Yeah, my garage door was locked, and I just, I just felt like a pussy after a while. Like, when are you going to just, you know, get off th this fucking couch here and go live your life and stop having to talk to this fucking person? <sighs> yeah, you're full of anger. <laughs> Because you, no. you flog yourself for, for being vulnerable. Oh, would you stop it yeah. like you have some sort of psychology degree? Ten years in therapy. I, it's so what? I've watched football anger. for 40 years. I shouldn't be somebody's coach. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. You, I'm not your therapist. Then, then, I, then I, you're going to like superimpose your fucking issues of the psychos in your life onto me. It's like fucking alcoholics. They, they just <laughs> yeah. always like, oh, yeah, you, oh, you're you, drinking. You need, yeah. Yeah, you're drink you must be like me. Yeah, the whole world because they're addicts, so yeah. it, they're so fucking self-involved. The whole world has to be like them. Yes. All right. Do you ever see that? That right there is exactly see that sentiment. That's the sentiment I have about it. That's the sentiment I have about it. So when people will say, "Well, you have a hang-up," or then they say, "Well, I've been doing it. I've been doing it for ten years," and I always say, "If you're the shining example of what you're trying to sell." Well, I've been doing it for 10 years and I've been like, and look at you like this woman, look at her. I don't know much about her, but I'm like, if you're going to say, well, I do it and it's fine. And I often look at the person. I'll be like, yeah, but, but look at you and you should not be the person that is the endorsement for it by saying, I do it for 10 years. And as a matter of fact, he was like, I don't care how long you did it just because you did it longer than me doesn't mean it's better for you or it worked. And there's a problem if you've been doing it for 10 years. See, this is my thing. She project, they'll project, especially women. Women are bad at this, which I think is kind of against therapy to be, keep saying, oh, well, you're hurt. You're full of anger. Like that's opposed to how to sell things. You're not supposed to even do that. And a lot of these people are so bitter in anger. They're projecting that shit on you and you ain't got no problems. You're sitting there like what? And they're like, well, you're angry. You're bitter. No, that's you, baby. It, it ain't me. It's you. And that's you. So this is the perfect exchange where we got to find a middle ground to this conversation. And I'm willing to push it all the way to the extreme to get to the middle ground. It's kind of like divorce attorneys or attorneys in general. What they'll do is one attorney will come in crazy. The other attorney will come in on the other end of crazy. And then we meet in the middle. All right. We're not going to have me meet in the middle and then come to see you. Let me see what's on your side. And then you tear me up. So 10 years and Bill Burr's like, and stick it up your damn ass. And that's you. And he's like, you ain't some sort of psychologist. Let me play it again. This is exactly where I'm talking about. We got to get it to the point. Everybody don't need to go see a shrink. Everybody doesn't need to do this. If you want to do it for 10 years, you do it. All right. But don't push me in there because you got some unresolved issues that you haven't healed from. You do it. And let me be over here. Stop trying to guilt me into this shit or stop even trying to sell it. Now, if you want to do it, like I said, it's kind of like the, the vaccine, if you will. If you want to take the poke, go ahead. But I don't want to. So leave me alone. <laughs> right? I'm not going to tell you not to do it. Go do it. But leave me the fuck alone. I'm not going to do it. That's the same mindset as this thing here. And of course, here we go. Seen a shrink before? 
Uh, therapy. Yeah, I went to therapy. Well, you went, but you stopped going. Well, after a while, it's just like, well, you know, I've told all the bad stories, and I'm always going to have problems. This is just becoming like this, you know, lifelong car payment now to have to come over here, be like, well, this happened. Yeah, my garage door was locked, and I just, I just felt like a pussy after a while. Like, when are you going to just, you know, get off th- this fucking couch here and go live your life and stop having to talk to this fucking person? <sighs> yeah, you're full of anger. <laughs> Because you, no. you flog yourself for, for being vulnerable. Oh, would you stop it yeah. like you have some sort of psychology degree? Ten years in therapy. I, it's so helped, what? It's I've watched football anger. for 40 years. I shouldn't be somebody's coach. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. You're, I'm not your therapist. Then, then, I, then you're going to like superimpose your fucking issues of the psychos in your life onto me. It's like fucking alcoholics. They, they just yeah. always like, oh, yeah, you, no, you're you, drinking. You need, yeah. yeah, you drink. You must be like me. Yeah, the whole world because they're addicts, so yeah. it, they're so fucking self-involved. The whole world has to be like them. Yes. All right. Yo, that right there. I mean, Bill Burr. You got to give it to him. He summed that shit up beautifully, 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 man. I I don't know even know what to say about it, but I love that. And look, if you need help, go get help. Leave me to, alone. <laughs> All right. Leave me alone with this shit. And because you're weak doesn't mean I'm not uh, because doesn't mean I'm strong or doesn't not strong if I should say it. But um, I'm trying to think of the phrase. Somebody else is um probably going to say it. Uh, but um, it is what it is. It is what it is. All right. Is that the last one of that segment? It is the last one of that segment. So we're going to go to the next segment right here. Sinks. Sinks. These are the single income. No kids. Now, let me just say this. There have been sinks in our society before. Many of them have gone by MGTOW, right? Some people have said they're red pill. Some dudes have said, I'm a forever bachelor. Some dudes have said, I'm never getting married. And those dudes have been roasted in society for saying that. But now we have the sinks, and these sinks are mostly women. And let me give you an example of a a sink. This is the newest, lamest feminist wave and it's hella cringy so we're gonna go to the first kind of sink to come out and portray their happiness being a sink all right s-i-n-k that is the single income no kids all right so here we go right here a day in the life of a childless woman and this is again a female comedian all right and what the sink is essentially is a whore. You know what I mean? Like some woman that's been just been ran through more times than a hollow tunnel, and she's going to portray herself to be happy. But let's go ahead and go through a day of the life of a sink, a childless woman. Let's continue. This is a day in the life of a childless woman. Very- I wake up at 6 a.m. I remember that I have no kids to take to school. So I take an edible, masturbate, and go back to sleep. I wake up at 12.30 p.m. and get ready for a busy day of doing whatever the f**k I feel like. I put on my most impractical and stylish shoes since I won't be chasing a child around the grocery store. I go to my fave spot in Paris to grab a croissant. I do a meditation sesh on the plane since I have no screaming kids, allowing me all the time in the world to become enlightened. The weightlessness of my existence has granted me superhuman powers. I teleport myself back home. Then I get ready for a night out with whatever hot guy I met on Raya that morning. I call up a babysitter and tell her that I don't need her since I still don't have kids. 
now it's time for a workout, so I hit Mount Everest for a quick climb. I invent a time machine, go back in time, and kill Hitler. Freeze, you bastard! It's amazing what you can do when you have this much free time. And that's a day in the life of a childless woman. Well, uh, I tell you, man, I... New, 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 new world order. Well, I tell you, man, I listen. I, I, can't, I can't be mad at her. It sounds, and it looks fun. I mean, she forgot the therapy that she's been in for 10, probably 30 years, her. She's old. All right, she's probably been in therapy for 30 years, probably on medication, antidepressant medication, anti-stress medication for sure. She forgot the day as somebody, she forgot the time or half the day as somebody said that she sits around crying for no reason in the corner. She forgot the dry spells and all of those things. And she forgot the, I'm not happy. <laughs> and of course, when the humor could not get lame enough, she had to go kill H-I-T-L-E-L-L-E-R for some virtue signaling points because the damn comedy was going off the rails. And she then had to say, well, I better reel it in with some virtue signaling. I'm going to go back in time and kill. Like, where was that even in the equation? Like, how did that even get in there? All right, I'm going to just, I don't have kids. I'm happy in life. Oh, I'll go back in time and kill H-I-T-L-E-R. But, I mean, that's a virtue signal. That was to real in the you-know-who here. Just, new, 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 new world order. Anything, anybody find that funny? No, not, at, not actually. But, but these are a growing movement of happy women, happy women that are childless, single income, no kids. Well, childless here. And uh, it's somewhat lame. Now, let's go to it. I talked about this in my book, The Evolution. And The Evolution, I talked about um, that uh, this is going to be, this is something that has been popularized by several movies. Women are very, very influenced by media. And media is very, very aware of that. And they've said the future is female because of the spending power of women. Thus, advertisers has pointed, advertisers have pointed their um, products and services towards women basically shitting on men in the process or completely ignoring men. You go through a shopping mall, 80% of the stores, maybe 90 are pointed towards women or women home or children. And then there's a small percentage of stores that you can say, Oh, that's a men's store. Only a small percentage. The rest are pointed to either family, children, or women just directly. But that being said, this is why the future is female. All right. And it and it leads credibility to dump on men. Also, television shows have been heavily used as propaganda to change the mindset of women. Thus, you will often hear unfortunate. This is an unfortunate thing. This is an unfortunate thing. This isn't me. This isn't me um, basically criticizing women. This is me trying to uh, make awareness to men what's going on. A television show is nothing but a commercial for either a lifestyle or feminism or pointing women in a certain direction or towards certain products. There was an entire television show that was centered around product placement. Okay, this is how crafty they are. There was an entire television show about a grocery store, but it was nothing but a product placement advertising. It was nothing but a commercial for products. And I think this show was called like Superstore or something like that, where we where we ignorantly watched a show that had a plot line about a store, but it was a product placement commercial. It was nothing but a commercial. Mm -hmm. They do this to kids too. And this is why propaganda gets a 
bad name is because we assume propaganda is used specifically for evil intent. It is not. It's it's just used to push a message. Okay. So there also were te uh, television shows for kids that a cartoon was created around a toy line. You see what I mean? This is a simple use of propaganda. It points you into commercialism. So we think it's a cartoon, but if you're aware, it's a toy commercial. It's just a toy commercial repeating. It's a 30-minute toy commercial as opposed to a television show. And then they have the product line over here, and, they, and then they put the, the, the cartoon out, and you're watching a cartoon. Oh, yeah, He-Man, Transformers, Voltron, and then, oh, there's a toy line. <laughs> right? It's what it is. But women don't, they're not aware that this is happening to them. So shows like Sex in the City is a propaganda vehicle to get you to do what? Become independent, promise a lifestyle, which is false for most women. And then it sets you up for commercialism. And then they have product placements. Like what is the most famous drink in Sex in the City? And I believe it's a Cosmo. I believe Cosmopolitan was a famous drink and they often used it all the time. It was like, oh, I sat back and I had a Cosmo. What do these young bitches do? They're 21, 22. They go to New York. They live the sex in the, and then they're ordering Cosmos. You see what I mean? That is just one instance. So I wrote about this in my book and I said that this lifestyle has led a generation of people into being sinks or an idea of being independent, right? So here you go. Yeah, the mimosas, brunches, hats, wardrobe, lifestyle, being an author. This woman is going to prove it right now. This was, Somebody says Zemos. This woman's going to prove how the propaganda worked against her, but she doesn't realize it was propaganda. Let's go to it uh, right here. Let me see if I can share the video. And this is a video shared to us by locals. Thank you for everybody on locals, man for sharing all of this stuff in our community. And it allows me to share these things for with you. So here's a group of men talking about sinks versus incels. And let's take you to the show. Engage, but I do find it funny that she said, uh, yeah, well, I'm free and miserable. Yeah, but you define freedom as being sold a lie that the career is the most important thing in your life. No one believes that. No, no men believe that. Why should women believe that? Madness. But there's uh, another sink. She's more interesting. She describes the reason she does what she does because she wants the sex in the city lifestyle. So let's enjoy her reasoning. Let's play the clip. Well, before we get her start, started talking, she didn't hit the wall already. We can see that she comes from a generation prior to the previous generation. She's either a old millennial or a um, middle gen Xer, gen Xer, which was the target market for sex in the city. Let's let her and look at what she's drinking. She's got the Cosmo glass or the mimosa or whatever the f she's got in her drink. And she thinks she's doing it up. Here we go. Well, I'm uh, single and child-free in my 40s. So I kind of lived through that exact switch that the original video is talking about. And here's my theory. Now, there's loads of reasons, of course. But I think sex in the city changed us. I can remember really distinctly in my mid to late 20s, just commenting to my boyfriend at the time that I really aspire to live like Carrie. I'm a, I'm a writer and, uh, and the idea of like having my own apartment and affording that kind of fashion and, and that lifestyle, I was like, oh, that's what I dream of. And he was kind of like, where do I fit in? And I was like, oh, you don't. 
Now, he didn't fit into my future for many, many reasons. But I think that was the first time that it really occurred to me that I aspired to anything other than hoping he would propose or hoping the next guy would propose or whatever it was. And now I live like Harry. I find this utterly childish. It's... Well, and here she is sipping. And now I live like Harry. Like, where do I fit in? And I was like, oh, you don't. Now, he didn't fit into my future for many, many reasons. But I think that was the first time that it really occurred to me that I aspired to anything other than hoping he would propose or hoping the next guy would propose or whatever it was. And now I live like Harry. <laughs> look at that look right there. Look at that look. And now, oh, not only does she not only does she say she's 40, she looks 50. I mean, we already know, man, she looks 50 and there's no hope again. She's got the what, as I say in the book, the evolution, the last 40 years. Now she has the last 40 years where she's going to pay for that. And there's going to be a lot. There's going to be a lot of struggle. There's going to be a lot of call to action for men to help basically leaning on the government to provide these things. The 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 hustle and drive to be a great performer economically is going to go away. Then she's going to minimalize. Then she's going to get into a situation where she's 60, tough to work. Then she's going to be living like the Golden Girls and roommates, cooking eggs for her lesbian lover or her daughter. It's going to be, okay, it's going to be crazy. But she's surrounded and organized her life around the fictional character that I've said has led women into doing and choosing this lifestyle only for the promise to not be there. Now, here's the funny thing about it. I also wrote in the book, The Evolution, in 2019. That, uh, hold on, there's a Popeye's chicken ad coming up. Hey, man, that's racist. Why do you think I want Popeye's chicken? All right, so anyway, that I wrote in the book, the irony of this entire thing is that uh, Candace Bushnell, who was a writer, one of the original writer creators of the franchise, Sex and the City, admits she regrets choosing a career over having children and she is now truly alone now listen a lot of women will cope a lot of women will cope uh this is one of my earlier videos in 2019 in fact this article yeah this article came out in 2019 this is when i was doing short form version form content all right and she in here talks about she was getting vagina rejuvenation therapy OK, and I thought that was absolutely crazy. She also talked about being alone on holidays, right? Specifically family holidays. So what she would talk about is saying she would say, well, yes, I do have friends, female friends that are in my age group, but these women already had their family. So now once Thanksgiving comes around, she asked these women, hey, we're going to get together for Thanksgiving. We're going to go on vacation on Christmas. We're going to do this on Valentine's. Well, what happens is these women, her age, will say, no, I'm going to be with my family on Thanksgiving. No, on Christmas, I'm going to visit my family or my family's coming to visit me. And then she found that women in her age group weren't sinks. They weren't career-oriented women. They were actually women who actually are empty nesters or got a divorce after being an empty nester. And now they're single. They are alone or single and living the good life, but they still have family obligations. Now she's like, oh, man, it's finally hitting me that I don't have grandkids. And that is a time that's that's a time that they sh she can get away. Uh, that, that time that when you have kids or grandkids, 
you can get away and then come back to singlehood. She's missing that element. She's missing that element. And she says, oh, I regret it now. The horrible thing about it is that she cannot turn back the hands of time. Not only that, she can't start a family now. She also talks about the men in her age group being the same way. Basically, they're like, hey, I can't be with you on Thanksgiving or Christmas or summer breaks because I'm taking my grandkids out for my first marriage and my second marriage. So even the men in her age group had that life already. Or some of the men in her age group are going to women that are 30, like in the like in the movie Sex in the City. One of the main characters had a older man named Mr. Big where he was older than her and he would go down and be with the younger woman. So she was in all kind of turmoil. He going to the junior college. He like, well, and even then, if he hasn't had that life, that man can start that life right now. Like if he wanted to have kids, I don't suggest that people do this. But let's just say a woman that's 60 can't say, okay, I'll start now. But a man could if he wanted to. That's the problem she has. And now she says, I'm truly alone. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that's what propaganda can do for you, man. That's what propaganda can do for you. It is a weird thing. And of course, men have been trying to tell women of this as well. And Ashanti is going through this as well. Ashanti's going to go through the same thing. All right. Um, people think that simps are going to rescue these people. Many times they know how to dodge a good bullet. But here it is, man. We got this going on. Shout out to. Oh, by the way, I didn't show Candace Bushnell. But uh, yeah, I read this article for a video I did in 2019. All right. And I wrote about this in my book, The Evolution. It says right here, Sex in the City creator says, after not having children, she is now truly alone. There she is right there. Oh, there is a picture of her. If you do want to know what she looked like during the good years, let me see here. Candace Bushnell Young. All right. Let me show you what she looked like um, prior to this. Age. You'll be quite astonished here, even if you don't like white women. All right, White women. We're going to show you where my theory is that Kaylee's turned to Karen's. Kaylee's turned to Karen's. So let's take a look at Candace Bushnell. In her teens and 20s and 30s. Let's go through a time warp. This is Candace Bushnell. I presume as a college student. I believe this is a college version of Candace Bushnell. As you can see, she definitely is a flat back to Kaylee. Now let's take her through her years. This is looks like the, okay, hold on for a second. This looks like, the, there she is there. It looks like, uh, I can't really tell. Is that 30 or 40? This looks like 30 going into 40. This looks like, uh, oh, where is it? Uh, she was the it girl. Oh, this looks like 20 going into 30. Okay, and so forth and so on. Yeah, she was having fun. See, when you look at older women, they were younger at one point. Look at her. Hey. Yeah. And, of course, yes, yeah, she's with an older man, right? Yeah, she's with a man that's in his 60s. There she is right here, living it up. Living it up. Hey, this is good. But then guess what? Guess what happened? Father time is undefeated. Then you turn, you hit the wall. I mean, you hit, you hit, where's my damn buzzer here? Hold on for a second. Then uh, let's put it back up on the screen. Then you turn into a 60-year-old woman. Okay. Turn into 60. Hey, father time's undefeated. Mm. All right. 
It is undefeated. Listen. New, 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 new world order. You know, Kaylee's turning into Karen's. It's Kaylee's turning into Karen. And then by the time they turn into Karen, nobody wanted to deal with that bull. All right. Somebody said they got me lagging. All right. That's how they do me. New, 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 new world order. And it says right here, let me go to the, uh, let me see here. Enough about this woman. Who cares about Candace pushing hell? All right, but the wall is undefeated. The wall is undefeated. All right. Speaking of, we have Paulina Poriskova also did a video on Paulina Poriskova as well. And uh, anybody with that OVA on the last name, I tell you, they can get it when they are younger, right? Like Anna Kornikova or Maria Sharapova. That must be like Smith in the Ukraine or somewhere in Russia. Somewhere in Moscow, that's like Smith or Johnson. Like Ova. <laughs> Wherever you at here. Maria, let me see here. I'm trying to pull this woman up younger picture. All right, so let's take a look at. Now, Polina, Polina, what's her name? Poriskova. She keeps pushing herself out there. She keeps pushing the envelope. So let me see here. Let's go ahead and pull her up here when she's younger. Let's see, Paulina. She's a model. She was a she was an it model back in the day. Um, you can see her featured here. Uh, this is her here living the dream. All right. This is her living the dream here. You can't really see it. I'm trying not to show you a younger picture of her. Uh, this would be, oh shit. All right, where is she at? All right, this this is quite, she's, oh, there she is. All right, there she is. There's a, wait a minute. Come on, man. Shelby, okay, there you is. You see her right there in the corner there. All right, so there he is, all flat back of her. All that flat back. All right, I'll, I'll make it bigger. Paulina Poriskova. Oh, wait, Poriskova, yeah. There's, there she is looking all, hmm, you know, sloppy yogurtish. She's looking sloppy yogurtish. I get it. Uh, there she is there, Paulina Poriskova. There she is right there. She looks kind of, you know. Uh, here she is, younger, younger. There she is, younger. All right, so now let's take her to Paulina Poriskova. Now she is now fifty-seven years old. All right, that means she's having a cane soon. But what she's doing is she actually gave up on dating. She's like, men are trash. I give up on dating. Men want younger girls. Poor me or my. So now people are body shaming her, according to Paulina Poriskova. Men are body shaming her. They're like, you're body shaming me. All the hateful comments. But what she's doing is she's trying to turn back the hands of time. Let me tell you something here. She does look good here. She does look good. I'm not going to say she looks like trash. For a 57-year-old woman, she looks good. And she's even saying women her age are shaming her as well. So, of course, the women are the problem as well. She's saying you don't represent women in my age group. Because let's just face it, she's a good piece of sloppy yogurt. Her body is on point. I mean, for a woman in her in her uh, in her beauty standards. But she says right here, you're going to see my naked body. I don't give a damn what you do. I don't care what you see. Now, the knees never lie. Look at all of that curdled up. You know what I mean? The knees never lie and the hands never lie. It never. Oh, oh, my God. What are we doing? Oh, the humanity. What's going on, ladies? attention they be going attention 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 <laughs> they always try to get some damn attention all right she uh oh man it looks a little soggy down there the sogmeister got her for show but listen that's just how it works father time is no joke 
I would fold it up, but you know, it's a, it's going to be soggy. It's going to be like walking through the rains of Louisiana, walking through the marsh of Louisiana, a little soggy there. But listen, we all are imperfect, but I'm not busting it wide open on the internet either. All right. So listen, all right. You were like, what about you coach? Look at you. Well, I'm not busting it wide open on the internet. If I was, y'all can criticize me. You want to see the app, Dom? I know you don't want to see these washboard abs, right? I know you don't want to see me take my robe off and give the audience. Yeah, Ashanti's out here running around naked. Sierra's running around naked. Women are always looking for attention like this. And then they mad when you talk about them. You know what I mean? They're like, well, you shouldn't talk about me. I'm going to clap back. So let me give you an example of what this woman is actually saying on the internet. She's saying right here, the supermodel, age 57, is not letting internet trolls dim her self-love. And she slams body shamers with a powerful clapback. Earlier this week, the 57-year-old supermodel, lonely as hell. She can't Remember, she could not get no relationship. Shared an Instagram photo confidently posing in nothing but black lingerie draws and a red cardigan and high knee-high boots. So this is what almost 58 looks like for me today. Now, listen, she's going to get a lot of dudes to run through that, and she can come over here. I'll run through it. You know what I mean? And it says right here, shortly after the author and mom and mom shared another post calling out the naysayers who responded to the candid snapshot with unkind comments. Then there are the naysayers. This, of course, when a conversation actually begins, she sarcastically agreed with some of the backlash she received, stating most of the unkind comments seem to focus on me needing validation, which in true is true in part. You know, it's fully true. I do need to be noticed in order to not be invisible. Well, ladies, ladies, even this is telling you. Even a supermodel who ages out tells you she feels invisible. Ashanti feels invisible. Sierra feels invisible. This is why they are calling out for help, appearing naked, claiming to live it up as a sink or claiming to be a happy older woman, but running to the Internet for attention. She needs the validation because she can't get it in real life, although she's being used and discarded like toilet tissue. Yeah, she says, you also call me out for promoting the objectification of women. This is also partly true. I am working within self-constraints thousands of years old. Oh, my goodness, please. Okay. She continues, the comments that I uh, like the least, however, are that because I'm tall and slim, I do not have the right to represent women my age because I don't look like a typical woman my age. Boy, she going through it, man. She going, yeah, Aisha Curry, same thing. Attention is their drug. Oh, yeah. Tom Brady's ex-wife. Oh, you know what? What is that woman's name? Um, Tia Mari, Tia Mari, whatever her name is. Same thing. Attention is their drug. And it oftentimes, you guys got to know this, uh, even when you get married to a woman, many times at some point, right before they hit 50, Going into their 60s or right before they hit 40, that call for attention, that call, Streets. that call to come out and, and display themselves because they know they're not going to look that much good very longer. 
they go out and try to get as much attention as they can before they hit 50. They go out to the nightclubs the most, much as they can before they hit 40, all right, or before they hit 45. This need for validation as they end the last possible being of their sexuality and they turn invisible, they're going to go out there. So if you're married, your wife is going to turn into this. Uh, Tom Brady's ex-wife, G, uh, what's her name? Can't remember her name. <laughs> Never be mad when I don't remember your name. Some of these people, I can't even remember their name. Whatever now, it begins with a G, Giselle. Tom Brady's ex-wife, Giselle, basically left Tom Brady so she can go out there and show her ass and get with the jujitsu instructor, okay? Tia Mari graduated from her divorce, and she on the internet showing her ass looking like a whole box of cereal. You see what I mean? They cannot, they cannot get over this need to get validation. All right. And it is even subtle, even if a woman posts her selfie or she says it's in its fall and she says knee high boot season. That's just them craving that shit. They craving it. Last ditch effort. Yep. Madonna's still out here throwing her ass. And so uh, you guys got to know that call. Those things is what fractures your family. Those are the things that fracture your family. Right. And if you can weather the storm. You're okay. Sometimes you can't weather the storm. You can't get over it, and it fractures your family. And then they blame your ass. They be like, "Well, it was you the whole time." And it's all Jermaine's fault. It's always Jermaine's fault. All right. Um, but this is what we have to know because they're insecure creatures. She noted that her goal isn't to represent all women of my age, and that the problem lies in those projecting their own insecurities and shame onto her self love. And this self-love is centered around their insecurity. They're very insecure beings. And if you understand that going in, remember our focus is not to hate women. It is to understand them. If you understand they're insecure, then you will understand their drive to do certain behaviors. And then you can adjust who you are towards these behaviors. Because you'll be like, my girl will never do that. But you guys are 26. You're 28 years old. I'm like, wait till she is 35. Wait till she has three kids. And then she starts to lose the baby weight. Wait till your fat girl that you love that was fat loses weight. It's going to fracture your entire, that shit's going to destroy your relationship. Doesn't mean you're going to end your relationship, but it's going to absolutely destroy it. Wait till she turns 45. It's going to, these insecurities are going to come up and she's going to be like, look, she's going to be like, all you had to do was tell me you love me. How come you don't tell me I'm pretty? How come you don't tell me this? And you did, and you did, and you did. And she ignored it and ignored it, or it fell on deaf ears. And some dude can't, oh, baby, you have six kids? Oh, you're so wonderful looking. You're gorgeous. Why are you married? Oh, I would eat you up. I would sop you up like syrup, uh, a biscuit, sops up syrup. And she going to fall for that shit. She going to hit the internet. Posing. And the posing's going to be innocent. I'm not looking for validation. I'm not looking for attention. And your wife's or your girlfriend's going to go on the internet. She's going to hit 40. And everybody's going to say, you're 40 and fabulous. 40 is the new 25. Oh, boy, I thought you were 32. Man, mm. eating that shit up. She's going to eat that shit. It's going to be feeding off of her. Feeding her and feeding her and feeding her. All the time, your relationship going to be, be a disaster. So it's not that women are evil inherently. It's not that they intentionally try to bust up relationships, but their nature, their insecurities, their need for attention, their need for validation constantly is going to tear you up. One more last point on this one. Have you guys ever heard these things? <laughs> Have you ever heard this? Always tell your mother she's beautiful. 
you know, if you have a daughter every day, you got to tell her she's wonderful. She's the best looking. If you have a wife, you got to tell her. Tell her she looks lovely every day. Have you ever heard this? Have you ever heard this shit? Yes. We hear this shit all the time. Now, we don't do this with their son. Every day, wake up, tell your son he a strong man. He a good man. Every day, wake up and tell your son and give him ambition. Tell him he's a great. Every day, tell your husband he's the best husband ever. Every day, tell your husband, thank you for having this air conditioning. Every day, tell your husband he's the hardest working man in the world. You never hear that shit. Every day, tell your father, thank you for sacrificing everything, including your happiness and giving up your goals. Every day, tell your father he's the best. You never hear that shit. It's, but it's us. We got to hear that shit. Every day, tell your daughter. Every day, tell your wife she a queen. Every day, tell your mama she the best mama in history, even though she was a crack fiend mama. <laughs> you know what that is? Their constant need for validation and attention. They're feeding their insecurities. Feeding that need. And if, they, if you don't tell her, she'll find somebody that will. And she'll be bending over his desk. If you don't tell her, your daughter going to be out there stripping. So tell her every day. <laughs> if you don't tell your mama, your mama going to cut you off out of the wheel. They going to always threaten your ass for not telling these hoes that they need validation. Somebody else going to tell her she's going to run the social media. Your daughter going to get on OnlyFans if you don't tell her. You're going to have daddy issues and she's going to be crying on Oprah's couch. Man, <laughs> Have you noticed that? That's called programming. That's getting you to bow down and constantly being, okay, baby, okay, you the best, you the best, you the best I ever had. Mm. <laughs> Meanwhile, we can't get no validation. Well, you ninjas ain't shit. All right, so this is what we're dealing with here. <laughs> it's crazy, man. I tell you, man, this shit is programming at best, but it does talk about uh, that, that need, that, that, that people that tell you those things. Your pastor get up on church, pastor pork chop and dicky clap cheeks. Every day you ninjas get up and you go down and grovel to your wife and tell her she got the best looking feet out here and her hands don't look weather beaten. And she looked the best she ever did, even when she was 22 when you met her. When she's now 52, she got the best piece sleeve. That roast beef hanging from the bottom of that piece sleeve don't mean nothing. You like that roast beef. Tell her you like the roast beef. Anyway, but we ignore the men. We ignore the young men. We ignore the men in the middle. We ignore the older men. We're just out here to feed their insecurities. And if we don't do it, there's a threat that they'll F our lives up. Fantastic. Let's get to the super chat. They're going to mess up your life if you don't do it. All right. Anyway, <laughs> let me see here. And women eat it up. Yep. You got to tell me you got to do what Pastor Porkchop said. You got to do what Deacon Clapcheat said. Deacon Clapcheat got up this morning and he preached and he put up on the sermon. He told me to put me sky high on the pedestal. If you don't sit your ass down, I ain't telling you shit. You lucky you got me. That's what I'm going to tell you. You lucky you got me. And the minute you think you ain't lucky, I'm going to show you you was lucky when you had me, bitch. Mm -hmm. All right, what? Yeah, bitch. Yeah, bitch. Because now look at your life. Shit. All right. You lucky you got me. I'm your God. You should be praying to me when you every morning you get up, you should wake up and thank me for your lifestyle. That's what I wake up and say. <laughs> and they're like, you ain't shit. All right. OK, good. And I'd be like, oh, really? I ain't shit. 
bitch, look at you now. All right, look at you now. All right. <laughs> What's your life looking like now, bitch? <laughs> what you talking about? I ain't shit. Yeah, bitch. Yeah, bitch. Look at you now. <laughs> All right. How you making it now? You was lucky I was sacrificing for your monkey ass. <laughs> what you talking about? I ain't shit. Man, people out here act crazy. I'll be like, okay, what? Okay. You should be praying at the altar of see God Allah every day, thanking you, thanking you for me putting any goddamn investment in you because nobody else is going to do it. <laughs> you got the deal of a lifetime. Shit. All right. Anyway, please. <laughs> Shout out to you know who. No government name. B. He says, to your point about social credit score, I've gotten so paranoid about it, I find myself not liking RP social media posts for fear of being canceled. Yeah, you need you a, you need you a, uh, you need you another alternative social media page. I actually had a client of mine. We were really good family member friends, and um, and um, he was concerned because he's a corporate guy, and he was concerned about following me. And he was like, he had to have a conversation with me. He was like, man, look, man, I love you. <laughs> Uh, Cause that's when I started going ham on Instagram. And um, he's like, look, man, I love you. Our families love you. We love your kids. We love everybody, but uh, I might have to start on following your ass. <laughs> and I told him, I said, listen, I get it, man. I get it. Don't, don't, don't worry. This is, you know, cause some people are, are kind of, um, you know, they're concerned that if they unfollow you, you might feel some sort of way. And I told him, I was like, don't worry about it, man. I know, man, we got love for each other. I know we we support. We're backing each other. But I get it. He didn't want to lose his job. You know what I mean? With that shit scrolling across his page uh, or him liking it. I get it. I told him, I said, man, it's all good. It's all good, man. I love you, bro. And I'm glad that he came up. Yeah, he was. But he had to tell me. But his wife was a fan. Like his wife was like, not me. <laughs> right. She was like, like it. She would comment, interact. <laughs> and uh, no, it wasn't that way. She wasn't trying to get at me or anything like that. She was just like, I'm on the same mindset. She was like, I agree. Every now and then she'd be like, how come you don't talk about the good ladies? Right. But uh, anyway, that's how close we guys, we were, you know, we were clients and friends and all of that stuff. We've known each other for a decade, but yeah, he's a corporate guy. He had to come in. It was like, I got to unfollow you, bro. All right. Uh, and I was like, go ahead, man. Listen, I'm glad you talked about it. All right. Anyway. Anyway. We got um, number one stunner says, I don't, he says, I don't keep much money in the bank. I'm broke though. All right. <laughs> we talk about the bank collapse. There's some people like, let it collapse. Shit. I ain't got shit in there anyway. <laughs> you know what I mean? All right. Yeah, man. Hey, they like collapse. Well, coach, you you acting like you telling me something I'm concerned with. I got four dollars and twenty eight cent up in that mother sucker. Collapse it. Mm. <laughs> All right. Anyway, we got. Uh, did I get Harold L? Where we at? Uh, he says, "Dude said AK forty seven at the cookie store." He says, "Oh, the humanity, yes, indeed." Oh, the humanity. What millionaire gets AK forty seven at the neighborhood cookie store? Only ninjas do shit it's like that, and there. they complain about eighteen sixty three oppression. You know what they used to do? They used to redline the dish. I wonder why. Hey, man, they're white folks are fleeing Atlanta. 
they leave in Atlanta only for you ninjas. And then you're going to talk about redlining and shit. What, what do you mean redlining? They left. They got the hell up out of there. They got tired of seeing y'all ninjas running around there. Males with bald heads and lipstick and uh and blouses and shit and high heels. They like, we look, bang, we can only put up with this shit. <laughs> they leaving it for you. And that's not the first city they done left for y'all. But then y'all gonna talk about, man, what they doing? What? 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 Dude, they been. <laughs> but y'all do you, boo. Hey, man, live how you want to live. And while y'all out there doing the stanky leg, they out there skedaddling. White flight is real. But don't be mad. Well, well, they ain't putting no more money in here. Why would they? They ain't there no more. They like. Well, why they leave us? <laughs> okay. Whose man's is this right here? Okay, one man's is doing the stanky leg. One man's is doing the crate channel. One man's is shooting each other. One man's is walking around six foot four and, and he's sashaying and shantaying with lipstick on with no hair on. These girls got damn butterflies on their damn eyelids. Stragnisha got a full Indian wig on. They like, why would you stick around for that shit? I'm out. <laughs> Yo, but 1863, right? <laughs> y'all voting in all of this bullshit we showing up to the polls y'all almost y'all almost voted in a kentucky fried chicken eating prop full ass marxist y'all almost voted her in them ninjas got nervous they was like <laughs> they was like what you gonna vote in who and jemima oh hell no we out get the fuck out they got running <laughs> Almost voted her ass in twice. Twice. They was like, man, we ain't putting up with this shit. We going right on the border. Like, come on, can you blame them? I wouldn't, I would have ran with that would have voted. You would have voted her in. I would have been like, what? Oh, hell no. Pack my truck. <laughs> pack, pack the truck. Pack it. We out of here. We ain't voting for this shit. Why they leaving us? They leaving us. And then they gerrymandering and rigging the system by redlining. I will redline that shit too. Put a red line where 90% of the votes went to this mother sucker. Mm. <laughs> Let them have whatever the hell they want over there. As long as it don't affect my backyard. I would have did that shit too. I would have been like, I'm sorry, what? You gotta get my bag and run. <laughs> But people like it's racism. No, it's dumbism. That's what it is. It's dumbism. Okay, I don't want to do your dumb shit. I'm gonna go over here. You gotta get my bag and run. <laughs> <laughs> what? But 1863, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, shout out to No Government Day. I was at dinner last night with a group and the topic of interracial dating came up. And a white woman told us that she exclusively dates black men. I asked why she doesn't date white men. And she says, well, where's the self-hate at? They don't call her a self-hater, do they? Maybe they do. Or they call her a ninja lover. And it says she's because she thinks she's fat. And because she has a big butt. As I said. So 
she says she doesn't date white men because she thinks she's fat and has a big butt. Yeah, because she's thick. I mean, this is the obvious. I mean, this is pointing out the obvious. And when you have no other choice and you have a big butt, obviously you would go where big butt likers are going to go. And she says, this is a average to cute woman. And if she lost five to seven pounds, she could have a Chad or a, wait, she could have Chad's out the yin-yang, but she knows that ninjas will accept her how she comes. And he said, it's sad. And of course, we're, we're not want to rain on people's body preferences here. We're not going to police. But this is a reality of the situation. If a woman is fit, especially if she comes from white, Latina, and Asian, and even black women, if they are fit, like in a standard of beauty of fit, they don't mess with ninjas. Like, I know there's the exception to the rule. There's always an exception to the rule. And those exceptions to the rule apply. If you're a handsome and you have charisma, maybe a high status money like that, that's going to push you to the exception. If you're not that and you're just kind of the average bear, <laughs> the average bear, they're not coming for you. They ain't hitting for you or they got to be down bad for hitting for you. That's what it is. It is what it is. And so we know this. I've said this before in that community of 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 white women. They have a very competitive place to target the very few high select, high value men. It's a competition that eats and erodes at their self-esteem to the point that the difference between one winning and getting a high value guy that is of any race and the difference of having to go and, and, and uh, pander to bottom feeding men it's five to eight pounds. I've been saying this for five to 10 pounds is the difference. And you're talking about a population of um, 200, well, it would be like 100 million eligible women that are targeting 10% of the eligible wealthy men in America, which is not a lot of men. We're talking about hundreds of thousands of men, hundreds of thousands. So those 100 million women have to fit in a narrow box to target 100,000 men, maybe 200,000 men. I don't know. I don't want to make the number too small, but it has to make sense. 100,000 women have to fight for 300,000 men. And the difference is five to 10 pounds. It is a man. It is. And then you throw in Asian women, Latina women, then black women. Those 100,000 women are just the white women. That's just the white. I'm oh, sorry. Those hundred million women are just the white women. Then you throw in the other 20 million black women, the other 16 million uh, Latina or 20 million Latina women. Then you throw in the five to 10 million Asian women. Boy, 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 boy. The competition is stiff. Thus, if a white woman does fall outside of the border. She then says, I'll lower my expectations and or I'll target the low-hanging fruit, guys. Low-hanging fruit. And low-hanging fruit, guys, will eat that shit up. It's a W. WWW. That's how stark and stiff the competition is. But it's a reality. I know, man. It, should be, it shouldn't be that way, though. I don't care what it should or shouldn't be. I'm not here to argue what it should or shouldn't be. I'm not here to argue beauty standards. I'm not here to argue. I'm telling you what is in the reality of what is what. This is what is what. 
All right. Anyway, uh, those are it for the contributions. Let me check PayPal. I'm uh, sorry. Super chat. Angel says, coach, you need the. Oh, I already got that one. Blue Pill Patriarch, there's an episode from Black Mirror regarding social credit score. It's called Nosedive. Spoiler alert, they went crazy. All right, they went crazy. All right, shout out to you on that one. People have been advertising that show on my channel, so I got to check it out. Johnny Law, she dink, coach. Divorce. Divorce. Not sink, she's dink. Yeah, there is a lot of dinks out here. All right. We got... Jahan, it says, Coach, what are your thoughts of the middle to late millennials? Keep up the great work. Uh, yeah, every generation gets caught in between. I'm a middle to late Gen Xer, more like towards the middle, towards the end. But the middle to late millennials are going to be more what you might be calling them zennials. People call them things like that. Generation Z zennials, right? So these people more could be related towards um, Generation Z than they are millennials. Millennials can be quite old. They can skew quite old. And so these spoiled brat ass millennials are in their 40s, 42. They could be as old as 42 or 43, a zennial, I mean a millennial. So then you also can say a millennial could be as young as 28. These people in the middle that are somewhat 32, 28 to 32, all right, the that's you category right here. And that's you. They're stuck. Yeah, they're stuck. They're in a different boat than the older millennials. All right, so they're in a quite different boat. Uh, they're still figuring out life. But what they can't do is go backwards to be Generation Z either. All right, so that's the kind of the complex that they're going through. Many of these people don't, don't, um, many of those people don't reflect the statistics of the millennial, right? A millennial is known as to be more stable more likely to be in a stable marriage, more likely to be have a good paying job, have a home that they own. Not the middle to late millennials. <laughs> like the older millennials, yes. They've already been still married. They're fine. They're adapted. They're well off. They're, they're financially decent. You know, some of them have great paying jobs. Yeah, those are the older millennials. The young ass millennials are the middle to the late that are 28 to 32, they struggling. <laughs> the majority of them are fucked up. All right, anyway. <laughs> they still live at their baba house. They still fucked up. Where are we at here? All right, so shout out to the mid to late millennials out here. They're a different category. They're a different breed. Where are we at? All right, shout out to Daniel McGee. It's like you always said, get divorced before 40 to then hit the reset button, stay fit, get a high paying career and go to the Junco men win in the end. All right. Men win in the end. We do. I mean, I know. And it's a sad thing because we got to wait for a long time. We got to wait for a long time to get our wins. Uh, speaking of brothers got to work it out. Brothers going to work it out. Yeah, um, brothers fumbling the bag on their day off or on their first day on their job. Let's get to Job Morant, all right? A very, very, very curious all right, case study. We got to study this case of Job Morant because there's a lot of things to unpack about this individual. First of all, listen, he's young, he's rich. 
He should be able to do what he pleases on his personal time. So I don't mind him going to the script club, dropping $50,000 in $1 bills on the floor, looking like he's in the bank vault of Scrooge McDuck and him getting a lap dance and the score squashy from the junior college. I have no problem with that. That should have been kept in private. As a matter of fact, that's what I would be doing. That's what I would be doing. I mean, listen, if I had $50,000 in singles, I definitely would be at some junior college getting my thrill on. All right, listen. So I think that's somewhat private. However, now we know that he possibly have been throwing gang signs up. He's been accused of that. The NBA has been following him and investigating him even prior to this. They have investigators that they pay to watch these guys and their behavior. People have been saying that he's been doing some nefarious things and hanging with some nefarious characters, maybe around Memphis and using this imagery to portray something that he's not. That is problematic, especially for young black men. Later on to realize you fumble 15 years of your life and you're playing catch up, blaming the white man. But we all go through this. Blaming oppression and shit like this, but you was out there sagging and bagging and throwing up gang signs and shit like that and stealing from the liquor store and wearing your hair in certain ways that it looks like a thug, but you don't want them to judge you and all of this shit. We all go through this, and sometimes then we grow up. All right? And John Morant is that guy. He's in that age group. He doesn't need to go backwards in this mindset, but he's doing it for some reason, maybe some validation, maybe attention from women. We don't know what it is, but we've all been there as young men especially young black men and he's caught up he caught up working hustling backwards and he got caught he got caught and he got caught flashing a firearm in the nightclub all right so listen you can disagree with um you know uh his penalty but this penalty is the penalty man we cannot decide what the penalties are okay can't decide what the penalties are but the ninjas are out here having fun but he went overboard trying to portray something that he's not. And the hair that he... Oh, by the way, I want you to know this. Coach Radamus is on it again. I want you to remember, I called John Morat out on his hairstyle not that long ago when he first put those braids in his hair. I don't know if you remember, and of course, some dudes got mad at me for calling it out. And I was like, why are he putting these braids in? Because I call it uh, becoming, uh, accepting your, you're embracing your femininity. When you know what I mean, you're embracing your estrogen, you're embracing your mother's lifestyle, which these hairstyles are indicative of immature. These hairstyles, not dreadlocks, all right, but some of these hairstyles are an immature representation of a male in many cases. Some of them are indicative of a female's hairstyle. And I called them out, and everybody's like, oh no, nah. but look, but look, that's not his real hair, y'all. He had like um, he had like the he had a short haircut <laughs> when he was at Murray State. And he put those braids in his hair. He put them in his hair to look like a certain image. But then when we say it's a thug image, it's racist. Colin Kaepernick. But then he's then he once he put him in there, he started acting like a thug. You see this? It's not do do the correlation. And then he put him in. I said he's put these color braids in. I was like, this is feminine. This is immature. And then guess what? A couple people, a couple people disagreed. But here we are. Look at this shit. This ninja about the this this dude is about to fumble thirty million dollars for not realizing where he was. And no, we don't have to go back to eighteen sixty three to figure this shit out. We don't even have to go back to the crack era to figure this out. This is self sabotage, all to portray an image that we then further complain about 
being stereotyped as. And he did it himself. He did it himself. We got to acknowledge this. We got to take the L. And many of these L's that we do not want to take is normally brought on by ourselves. It has nothing to do with this other shit we keep being historical revisionist about. That we seem to so much care about it impacting our lives today. Much of it is we do it for ourselves. And many times we do it for women. We need to admit this. Okay. We need to admit this. We need to admit we're doing this for status points for street ninjas and women. We slap boxing in the street for women. We're trying to keep this status up because bitches like us, but low going nowhere, bitches. It is what it is, man. Look, yeah, bitch. Yeah, bitch. That's what it is. We shuffling. We actually doing plantation shit and it's costing us. Why don't you get your ship together? If you're in this position, but no, it's a mentality and we still going to be blaming every other race of people, but ourselves. And of course, we're going to blame women for this. And we're going to blame the patriarchy and the matriarch. We gonna blame single mother. We're going to blame everybody, but it's us. Yes, man. It's you. And that's you. Nobody to blame, but himself. Anybody sticking up for this moron. You got to look at yourself. Anybody keep saying there ain't nothing wrong with his hair, ain't nothing wrong with his actions, ain't nothing wrong with him being in the strip club, ain't nothing wrong with him owning a firearm, ain't nothing wrong. You the problem. Blame yourself. And it's all Jermaine's fault. It's always Jermaine's fault. Blame yourself. Listen, we all been there as young men, especially young. We all been there. But guys, it's 2023. Everything that happens to you is a direct a uh, direct result of some shit that you did to yourself. <laughs> you did it to yourself. You shot yourself in the foot. Call yourself Plaxico Burris. Nobody else had no impact over you but you. Yeah, but you. And that's you. Nobody else. It's SB. It's the bank's fault. Right? Blame everybody else but yourself. But this dude's about to lose $30 million. All right, and he's going to lose 30 And Also, I think one of the, I think Gatorade or Powerade, whoever else uh, is he's endorsed by, also might be pulling out of his sponsorship or at least stopping his commercial. And so, yeah, man, over something like flashing a firearm in a nightclub, I know it seems petty, but you can't do that. <laughs> you got, can't do that. You got the bread, you got the opportunity, and look at this shit. Wow, it's Powerade. Pulled his ads. Man, hey, let's give him the you big dummy. All right, shout out to him. You big dummy. But we can't blame, we can't blame, um, 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 we can't blame anybody else but ourselves on this one. But dudes, fumble in the bag. Here's another guy right here. Can't, here's another guy right here. Kentucky Middle School Principal. He just got elected or selected as the Kentucky. There he is right there. All right. Hey, uh. Let's hold this L, gentlemen. This is why we talk about relationship dynamics. This is why we are your therapy, where we tell you, do not argue with women. Do not put women as your priority. Do not get attached to them that much emotionally. These women should love you more than they love, more than you love them. Why did this Kentucky middle school principal right here lose his job on his first day? The white man, right? 
Oppression, right? Discrimination, right? Redlining, gerrymandering, all of this shit, right? Right? Nope. No. Wrong. Absolutely wrong. He lost the opportunity that he's worked hard for for one reason and one reason only. A woman. Yeah, bitch. No. Yeah, bitch. He lost it himself. Check this out. Kentucky Middle School principal arrested first day on the job. Mm. <laughs> All right. It's got to be some discrimination here. A Kentucky Middle School principal was arrested Monday, his first day on the job. According to local reports, his name is Leroy Littles Sr., age 44. Started work Monday as the principal of a middle school in Louisville. A welcome principal Little sign was placed in front of the school, reported the uh, news report. Little was taken into custody on December over. I'm sorry. Little was taken into custody over a December 25th, 2022 domestic violation incident. He was served an arrest warrant at the school for fourth degree assault and third degree terroristic threatening on his first day on the job. Mm. Now, this is embarrassing. A police report obtained by the news outlet said Littles had arrived at his girlfriend's home when she was seen, wait, when she was seen leaving with the next boyfriend. Ah, the old jealous death by simp. As Littles began arguing with her, he allegedly assaulted the former boyfriend who had injuries to his face and head. When Hillsview police officers arrived at the scene, Littles was gone. All right. The victim reportedly has video of the alleged assault and gave it to the Bullitt County Attorney's Office the next day. The Jefferson County Public Schools District issued a letter to the parents about the arrest. Quote, you may have seen or heard local news media, and of course now it's national, about allegations over our principal, Leroy Little Sr., our new principal. The charges are unrelated to the school district. An assistant principal was placed in charge of the school, the district said. It says right here, and then Littles had worked for the district for 16 years, most recently as a principal intern at a high school earlier this school year. So let me just tell, tell you this. First of all, we don't know the details of the story. I don't know. This could be made up. The woman could be making the shit up. Allegedly, she says he has a videotape. Who knows? She also says uh, they have a police report. He was arrested. Fourth degree doesn't seem that serious, but it sounds like somebody got their hands put on them. Somebody put them paws on somebody. He could have been self-defense. We don't know. That's not the point. We could come up and say, oh, they made it up. The bitch made it up. That's not the point. The point is, why you put yourself in that situation? Why? Men, you're working your way up. You built your career up. You got your shit flying in the right direction. You on par, you nominated, selected to be the principal. What the fuck you fighting over a woman for because you caught in your feelings? You headed in a better direction. Let him have the woman. She ain't going nowhere. Guys, women are going nowhere. I want men to understand this. Women are going nowhere. You never going to run out of women, especially this guy. He's a principal. 
He's probably making close to six figures. He's worked so hard. I think he's 44, and he's been in that career for 16. If I do the math, the dude been working for damn near two decades to get to this spot. He's going to have bitches left and right in Paducah, Kentucky. Yeah, he did you a favor. Guys, when women break up, when they cheat on you, they do you a favor. Say, you can have a bitch, man. Have her, man. You bitch. You I ain't bitch. got nothing to do with it. I'm headed this way. I can go to the junior college. He good. But you guys catch your feelings, get caught in your feelings, start simping, and then, of course, you self-sabotage. You fumble your own bag. He could have ignored her. He could have saw her coming out. He could have saw her coming out limping. After she got the BBC put on her, and he could have skirt, he could have turned, been quarter, he could have been some corners, he could have peeled and busted a you, busted you on the avenue. Why oh why ain't shit to do, man? man. He could have busted a you and say, "Good, I got me a job coming up. I got promoted. Let him have a bitch." Now you call the case, <laughs> right? Listen. Now you out of your career. You ain't never coming back from this. And um, you you Chris bearded yourself. And congratulations to Chris Beard. He just got the job at Ole Miss. But his team, Texas, could win the national championship today. I mean, this month. <laughs> now you got to start and rebuild and re-recruit to get Ole Miss when you was at Texas. You dumb ninjas. You men. You can't keep blaming the women for this. You guys be shooting yourselves in the foot. All right, let me see here. Uh, we're going to go to the next category here. Man, it's crazy. Man, leave them women alone, man. You know how many women are out here? <laughs> right? Good Lord. The competition's stiff, and don't act like you got, do all, don't act like you got a little bit of money. They out here hungry, hungry hippos. They out here hungry, starving. All right, anyway, let's get to it. All right, women are back in heat. Soft girl era has ended. Remember all winter, I'm in my soft girl era. You guys got to understand the heat calendar of women. We really study animals more than we study us as human beings. We study animals more than us, and we act like we know what dogs are doing, and this dog is in heat, and they're in heat, and all of this shit. Well, humans do the same thing. And calendar-wise, we keep calling these things uh, uh, certain things, but we're just describing how we interact relationship-wise. Obviously, during the winter months, entering into fall, going into winter, everybody calls it cuffing season. This is when the clocks get set back. It starts getting darker earlier. It starts getting cold, rainy, snowy. Holidays are centered around that, so we want to be close to someone. We can't be out here naked. We can't be out here going to travel it's it, everything settles down. Everything slows down. Then you have the holidays. So then there's a benefit for somebody to be in a relationship with someone during the holidays. You get gifts. You get to be around family. You're not lonely. You're not left out. Women tend to be outside of their heat season. Technically. Many pregnancies happen during this time. You know how many people are born uh, at a certain calendar day because of people that were uh, fornicating all winter long during hibernation. But cuffing season happens when winter comes. Now, obviously, when spring comes, you know what happens. 
these hoes be out here ready to hit the boulevard half naked. In these streets. They ready to get out. They ready to go to the cookout. They ready to be out here at the barbecue. All right, let me get the barbecue going. It's barbecue in there. They're ready to go to the pool. They're ready to go to Vegas, Miami Beach. They're ready to go travel, backpacking through Europe. They're ready to go out here and fornicate. This is when the breakup season comes. This is when women and men start acting funny. Today's modern woman called it hot girl summer. All of this, I need to settle down. Why don't men want to do this? All of this, how come men don't want to commit? It changes up real fast. All the good behavior, she was on her best behavior during winter. There was nobody to go to, nobody to snuggle up to, nobody to get. She had to be on her best behavior. Oh, I got the holiday party. I got the Halloween party coming up. I got the Thanksgiving family dinner. I can't be walking around here single. I got Christmas coming up. I'm going to get all these gifts. I got the New Year's kiss. I got Valentine's Day. Then it's over. Guess what? Spring is sprung. These girls out here ready to act up. They ready to go get naked. Sierra kicked it off. Okay, Now they out here. They don't want to cooperate. They don't need you. I don't need no man. Hey, don't don't be putting no restraints on me. Oh, no, no, no. I don't need to see you every night. I need to go out now. Now they need to go out half naked. The freaks come out during the summer. So now summer's coming up. These girls going to start acting funny again. Now, this young woman is going to talk about this in this brief, brief, brief Instagram video. But uh, the comment section is going to be Liddy as well. It says right here, summer 23 going crazy. So why would I be selfish like that and get into a little relationship? Now, all winter, I'm sure this bitch was like, I'm in my soft girl era. I want somebody. I'm going to be in my feminine. All winter, she was dissing the passport bros. Mm. All winter, she was dissing the passport bros. She was sitting up there, had smoke. Now, they don't want to cooperate. A uh, little relationship. Uh, not I. I'm going to just stay single, she says. Why? Because... Salami is out there. Attention is out there. It's 304 season. Yes. Thinking about settling down and taking somebody seriously. But then I think about all the men that want to take me seriously and want to be with me. Like, why would I take that chance away from them? And then also the summer coming. Like, why would I want to do that to myself? Um, I'm going to just stay single. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. All that bullshit gone because the calendar came up. Spring is sprung. Fertility is in the air. <laughs> but does in the air? Salami's in the air. Hey, you know what? I got options out here. I just realized I got options out here. Hot girl summer, here I come. Y'all, I be thinking about settling down and taking somebody seriously. But then I think about all the men that want to take me seriously and want to be with me. Like, why would I take that chance away from them? And then also the summer coming. Like, why would I want to do that to myself? I'm going to just stay single. Hey, what's going to happen is next next winter, She's going to be singing a whole different tune. By, by October, she's going to be like, and these dudes, yeah, by, by October, she's going to have a whole goddamn different story. These dudes ain't treating me serious. Actually, I do have a video to back that up. Let me see here. I actually uh, wasn't going to play it, but I think I have it in the save tab. Let me see if I can find it. How they going to be sounding in the winter? I found it. All right, let's see here. Let me pop it up here somewhere around there. All right, I'm going to share it with you. I didn't think I was going to play it, but it does have a little bit of context. So let me refresh the screen here. I don't know who this person is. It's irrelevant. So now by winter, they going to be sounding like this woman right here. All right, right around winter and right about 10 years later, this is what they're going to be sounding like. Let me see here. I went through the whole three weeks of 
being courted, going out on dinners, going on, you know, to me, dating. Yeah, you understand what I'm saying? Slept with him. Sex was amazing. You know, we four months of all of that. And the whole time to him, that wasn't dating. All right. So you see you see the difference. Do you hear the difference? I'll make it a little bit larger. OK, so now. Oh, I quarter for three weeks. How come you not pressuring me? How, how come you not wifing me up? OK, I, we slept together. We went on dates and dinners. Uh, I pressed you for a commitment. And he said, what commitment, bitch? All right. He was like, what commitment? Yeah, bitch. Yeah, bitch. Now, now you messing up the game. Now you messing up the game. But all summer, it was hot girl summer. All summer, it was that getting ran through. Now, here's the funny thing about it. And I'm going to go back to the comment section in the first one. She said three weeks of courting. Man. Mario Brothers yourself, please. Mario Brothers yourself. Ladies, do you think three weeks of courting is going to get you a ring? Well, I waited three weeks. <laughs> I courted each other for three weeks. I asked them only the pertinent questions. And then I gave up the peace leave. He took me to dinner every now and then. And I thought we had something. So what they do is right before October, after hot girl summer's over, right before October, three weeks, three weeks recording. I'm going to get serious. Any serious guys out there? Oh, there's a serious guy. And that's you. Let's hurry up. Get this courting shit going. Three weeks, three weeks according. Here's the peace leave. Where's the commitment? <laughs> after she didn't got throttled all summer. Throttled. She didn't want nobody telling her nothing. Now she's on her good behavior. I'm on my good behavior for three weeks. I'm a good, wonderful woman. I have my own job. I don't need your money. I just want somebody to cuddle with all winter. Yeah. Mm. Oh, you talking about. And I thought we had something. But then he said, what? <laughs> right. That's because y'all going on and off of heat, on and off of heat. Y'all can't stay consistent. Let's go back here uh, to the first video. Comment sections comment section where we go here on and off heat y'all playing the game with y'all selves right mm. <laughs> here it is right here uh this is the one that's just i'm gonna stay single summer coming around i get it sis we got girls laughing here not the summer's coming all right we got facts because summertime coming up i will not be obligated the black communities man the black communities they they do it and they do it it's so obvious and it's bad uh this guy says have fun living your life to the fullest all women settle down when you're ready not when he says have babies when you're ready get married when you're ready you got plenty of time and lots of options don't worry this woman i love your content here it is i think this is a guy here says you can do what you want to do just keep the loyalty strong and we good queen yeah that ain't happening. Ouch. No, the, not the summer coming. Yes, the summer's coming. This woman says, I just think about how much these ninjas lie, and that's enough for me to stay single. Okay, listen, it is what it is. Here it is right here. Good for you. Been enjoying being single. Hell, my summer will be traveling to Africa. I got no time for any relationship. Men really serve no purpose to me these days aside from salami. I want to be here for a good time, not a long time. And then, and then you hear the, what you hear what some of them are saying. 
then the next breath out of their mouth is they mad that you not dating them after three weeks. You not, They mad you ain't marrying them when they want to get serious. I went through the whole three weeks of being courted, going out on dinners, going on, you know, to me, dating. Yeah, that's You understand what I'm saying? Slept with them. Sex was amazing. You know, we four months of all of that and the whole time to him that wasn't dating. Hate niggas. So yeah, she hate nigg. She hate ninjas. She hate ninjas now. You heard it. See, I know, and this this can indicate two different groups of women. See, that's the problem. There's some women like, well, I don't think like these girls, right? On on both ends of the spectrum. Some girls are right down the middle. Very few and far between, especially in the black community, right? It's really tough to find the ones right down the middle. So there's some women that are like, I don't agree with both of these women. I'm down the middle. Very, very few and far between. But you're getting both of these arguments, and it's from the same group of women. One part of the season, they out there having fun. They want to settle down. Then the next part of the season, they tired of ninjas. I gave up three weeks of being a good woman. That should be enough. And hurry up. November's coming. Mm. Hurry up. Christmas is coming. <laughs> hurry up. I got to go to the New Year's party and take selfies kissing under the mistletoe and shit. As the ball drops, hurry up. Valentine's Day coming up. Hurry up. I gave you three weeks of good behavior and some peace leave. We dating, right? Nope. We ain't dating. What? I hate ninjas. <laughs> this is crazy. <laughs> what do you do with this? This is crazy, but watch out for this, guys. Be very, very conscious of the calendar. Fall is cuffing season. The reward is what comes in the winter. The winter holidays, which are selfish gifts that the women are going to receive. That's what their intent is. It's an instinct. And the heat is off of them. It's cupping season. I'm sorry. The winter is cold in many places. It's dark. They can't go out there and whole hop like they could in the summer. When summer comes around, they change their behavior. Spring is sprung. It's time to get the clothes off. It's time to go get a tan. It's time to go to the pool party. It's time to go out there fornicate. I got many options now. It ain't that cold. I could go from here to here to here. Bruh. Then the cycle repeats. It's the shit that we go through, man. It's crazy. Just, man, look. Just go to the junior college. Don't deal with these people seriously. All right, last one on this segment is going to be a, I think she's a rapper. I don't know much about her. I know she had a baby by a Kardashian. So I'm going to be honest. People think I know about people. I don't really know about them. She goes by Black China. Sounds like a rapper to me. All right. So, but the only thing I know about her is a story I did about her about she was complaining that one of the Kardashians males that she had a baby with was not paying child support. All right. Then she opened the OnlyFans. Okay. So. Um, but we then learned that she didn't even have full custody of the kid. Matter of fact, did not have much custody of the kid. She was claiming to not receive child support on. So that was the funny thing. And she was saying she was losing her car payment. And then, then she started an OnlyFans. Okay, so now. This individual is probably known. You know, I don't know. I'm, I'm, let me see something here. I'm going to pull up a picture of her. Uh, I'm going to pull up a picture of her. Black China. She's a manufactured beast, all right? According to our one of our great podcasters, Quarantino, the God. She's probably well known as a manufactured beast. 
Let me see if I can find a good picture of her where she's manufactured. All right. Um, and she has led the way for a lot of women choosing to be manufactured beaches. And now she's going to start saying that she is going no manufacture. I can't find a good picture of her that is work safe. All right. That is safe for work. Let me see here. I did find one. So let me see here if I could take her down here. But now this woman potentially is going backwards and going into a natural approach. So this is black China. Okay. Right here. And now a lot of people will probably say that this woman is their type. Here's another photo right here. This is, I mean, this woman looks atrocious to me. I mean, absolutely atrocious. Like, like good Lord. I don't see the appeal at all. I mean, the I, I stay away from any woman that looks like this. This is garbage to me, but every man has their type. Every man has their type. But this is scary to me, man. Like, I'm like, oh. No way. All right, but uh, apparently that hasn't deterred many men. Even Rob, I think it's Rob Kardashian, even has impregnated her and had at least one child, maybe two child with this woman, two children. And it's a Kardashian plan to have babies by every ninja they could possibly have. All right, so let's go back here. Where's the, where's the original article here? Oh, there she is. Now, what Black China is saying is now that she shut down her OnlyFans because her children are old enough that she can't trick them anymore. Hint, hint, Amber Rose. Now she's going away and going natural. Let's hear this one. Quite interesting here. And she's going to talk about all the surgery she's giving up. Guys, so I am back. Today is now, what's today? Today, what's today? Wednesday the 15th. <laughs> My days is like all confused. Okay, so today's Wednesday the 15th. I'm actually on my way to go get these fillers dissolved from my cheeks and from my jawline. I know many people don't think that these people have these particular surgeries, but cheek implants and fillers and cheek a jawline fillers. I identified this yesterday of the one woman who looked like, you know, she looked like, uh, I can't say it, but, and she, then I identified all of the surgeries he had. And some of you guys don't realize women are doing these surgeries. Uh, th that's number one. Number two, I don't know what she talked like before, but to me, it sounds like she's could be talking differently. She's speaking in the English, the good old Kings English or the Queens. She's not sounding ignorant. I don't know what she sounded like before this, but I I'm just going to assume she probably sounded ignorant before. I don't know. You guys can answer that. But it sounds like she's sounding like she's a got some she got some sense behind her. Which I'll talk about later here. All right. Um let me continue. Enough is enough. It all has to come out. And that's just simple as that. I'm going to record the whole thing. Um, I had like looked up a few things. Only thing that I heard that was like negative was that it just burns a lot. So for stings, I ain't even worried about no stinging. I just want it out. Oh, look, see, I retired the. Here, this is another one because I showed you a picture of her with the big raptor claws, which are disgusting to me. Absolutely disgusting. But uh, the Generation Z women seems to love these long nails. Uh, I was very opposed to them, even with my children, 
and my daughter to get them. But the rebellious spirit, right? They they still going to want to do it. I get it. I was wanting to do what's popular in my generation. But even in the picture I showed you of her previously, she had those disgusting, unhygienic raptor claws. Now, now she's even showing I'm ditching that too. So she's taking away all the thought uh, stuff away so she can go and get into the regular class of people. She's coming back and she wants to erase all of her shit, all of her porn, all of her lifestyle, all of her choices, all of the character that she played. She wants to erase the shit and start over from scratch mm -hmm. after misleading many, many, uh, uh, many, many thoughts astray. She even got rid of the OnlyFans. Man, this is crazy. The sharp stiletto nails now have, you know, some little cute Angela White nails. All right, we're recording the whole thing. Hey, guys. So Let me see. There's another video. I'm excited. All right, guys. So I just arrived. So she's been playing a character. These women, again, propaganda. She's been playing Ric Flair and Hulk Hogan the entire time. This is basically what she's doing. And she's reinventing herself. Shout out to her. Reinventing yourself is an important thing to do as you go through seasons of your life and quarters of your life. But now she's led many people astray, and now she's reinventing herself. She's ditching all of it for one reason or the other. She's probably going to be like Eve and marry an old white man. And now, and now she's misled all of these thoughts that wanted to be her. Let's continue. I'm so excited about taking these fillers out. Like, what is this? Come on. Like, what is that? What is that? What do you mean, what is that? You had that in your face for how long, ma'am? What do you mean, what is that? You did it. All right, now she don't want to be Doink the Clown. She act like somebody did it to her. Well, she made her money. She got her bag, guys. Look, she played y'all. Gotta get my bag and run. <laughs> she played y'all, and now she's like, I'm, I don't want to be clown no more. She played him. Let's continue. Girl, bye. I'm walking in the door. Hi, how are, you? how are you? Now, again, I don't know, man. Uh, she's also got rid of her booty implants and her breast implants. That was the previous video. I wasn't going to show that. She's already gotten rid of her breast implants and her BBL. Now she's talking code switching. Now she's like, hi, how are you? I, I don't know what she talked like before that, but I'm just assuming at this point. I'm doing good. I am here to take out these... Fillers. Okay, we're ready for you. You are? Mm -hmm. Where, can I, I could just walk straight to the back? Yeah. Well, actually, no. Let's please I, I was about to say, I'm like, oh. Yeah. All right, so I'm waiting right now. <laughs> All right, you guys, so. You know what's going to come next, them tattoo removals. I just got to the doctor's office, say hello. Hi. Well, that doctor had some work done on her. I mean, this doctor, had, look at all the work she had done on her. All right. She got the implants here. She got the uh she got the mock turtleneck on so as to not show the scars below her. She has cheek and chin implants as well. And she has rhinoplasty, Botox, hair fillers, extensions. All right, she got the whole works done on her ass, too. It's even hard, man. That's why I tell you, man, the little spirit, the Jezebel spirit is so real. It's hard. She got the Kim K production, half Kim K production. All right. Um, it's hard for me to be attracted to these women for real, man. It's hard. I'm a, yep. She got the lashes. She got the drawn on eye, eye, eyelashes. I mean, eyebrows. 
Those are painted on or they might be tattooed on. They might be tattooed on. Let's continue. Thank you. <laughs> so today I'm going to be basically dissolving. I want to dissolve all. So I'm excited. All right. All of it. Okay. Just dissolve it. Fresh. Go back to baseline. Yeah. Where are you going back to, Doc? All right. What's the doctor going back to? All right. She ain't revealing that. She got a doctor to catch. Hey, back to the baseline. Back to baseline. Oh yeah. My God. So what's inspiring you to do all of this? Um, honestly, I'm just tired of, first of all, I'm tired of the look and it's just not flattering. It's just not what I look like. It like totally changed my face. And I'm just, I'm ready to get back to Angela. Like Black China, like Black China is Black China. You know what I mean? And I feel like I've outgrown that and it's just time for like a change. And I just want to, I just want to be good. You know, even when I was getting my makeup done. Even when I would like get my makeup done, I um even when I would get my makeup done, they would contour so it would be even more dramatic. Yeah. So I'll be looking like True. like jigsaw. <laughs> so I just I, 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 I right that um the mask every one of it. Yeah, she's trying to do a factory reset on that shit. And a lot of guys still haven't um <laughs> You know, the doctor's fine. Like, I'm you know, there's a lot of guys. The doctor's fine. The doctor's hot. The doctor got big ass titties. Like, look, man, listen, if you guys like the plastic, have more power to you. Uh, this is not what these people look like. And I've been actually critical of the generation of men who don't even know what regular women look like. I feel bad for you. I feel bad that men don't know what regular women look like. And it's something that women cause. It's a problem they cause themselves. Because then they want to have smoke for you when you when 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 you show your face natural and men rip you up and down. Like Selena Gomez showed herself natural and women were on there. Well, you guys don't know what a real woman looks like. That's your fault. That's your fault for looking like clowns out here and manufacturing yourself. Then you want to go back and show yourself in the plane and then mad when people rip your ass up and down because they never seen a woman and woke up next to a woman. At the end of the day, I've been telling you most women are six is at best if they didn't get the cheat, right? The best they can do is a six with a few women hitting the genetic lottery. The best of any woman can do is a six. You guys need to start looking at regular women for real. Get your Instagram and start looking at what regular women look like because you guys are praising women for looking like absolute buffoons. In my opinion, they do look attractive, but so does a Ferrari. <laughs> right but the maintenance on that is ridiculous and then when you see that shit you know when you see that shit all in like, like after a car accident for our shit looks ridiculous these parts don't move all right these aren't real next thing you know now you're out here looking at ai and jerking off i mean it's getting ridiculous start looking at regular women not only that when you look at them you're not really going to be that much impressed with them they're not that impressive other than the fact that they might arouse you for a period of time. Other than that, you will realize, why would I trade my life for this? It's crazy, but this is something that you have to do as a project for yourself. Do as a project for yourself. And I tell you, it's going to change your life. Get rid of the manufacturer Instagram bitches. Start following regular bitches. Then there you will be unimpressed with them. Then you can focus on other things in life. They're really unimpressive much of the time. And this is not a slight against them. 
They actually do themselves a disservice by doing this, but that's their own fault. I'm like, uh, no way. Yeah, I'm just ready to take it out. I'm excited for you. This is good. Thank you. Thank you for letting me be a part of this. Thank you. I'm excited, you guys. All right. It works pretty quick, so we're going to see it like. It's, it works fast? Mm -hmm. So you say like a day? You can say about a day. You're going to have some swelling, but the swelling is pretty. This is not all her real hair. You know, you guys always got smoke for black women, right? And real hair. This is not her real hair. All right. This is probably, you know, she probably got a third of real, maybe, maybe uh, two thirds of real hair, her real hair in here. And the rest is not. All right. So these, even these women running around here with falsies and wigs and extensions and so forth and so on. But, you know, how far do we want to take the shit? Here we go. Mild for most people. Everybody's different. Uh, usually you see it pretty quickly. I'm excited. All right. Okay, let's get started. Woo! Yep, and she got a, a, her teeth, mouth full of veneers. Behind them veneers or under them veneers is a wreck. All right, let's continue. Look at what these people go through, man. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Hair, makeup, esthetician, facials, vagina waxing, everything. That is all independent. Well, um, I think it's a curious, curious time we live in. You know what I mean? It's a curious time we live in. But unfortunately, I think they've done much of the damage to themselves and they've let these people lead them astray. And then all of a sudden, when they can't keep up or they want to change or make you forget about these things, then they want you to treat them. Oh, I'm Angela White. Yeah, right. Yeah, you're Angela White, right? Hair, makeup, esthetician, facials, vagina waxing, everything. That is all independence. Yep. Or they want to they want you to like them natural. All right. Not, like me now. I'm 40 years old. Like me natural. Like me who I for, for who I really am. Uh, that's kind of the one of the things she posed. She's like, I'm not really that character. Like me for who I am now. What? Mm. So you were acting the entire time. Yes, you were. All right. Wow. Shout out to Cognac. Cognac. Stories. KC CGA is undefeated. The free agent lifestyle for the win. <laughs> Coach gang all day for life. Shout out to two by four. Put all colorids, rainbows, and XXs together on one island, and they disappear in one generation. It would be sad. It would be sad in one generation. Yeah, because nothing would pop off. Nothing would pop off. They argue, stab, fight, shoot, rob, kill, play the victim. It would be so bad. <laughs> Malik Brand says, for the No Yob Fund, remember everything said on the show is satire. Coach was at the fish fry in Atlanta. Doing the Cupid Shuffle with Kamala Harris. Yes, that's new, what I be new, doing. New, new, new world I'm leading you guys astray. All right. Yes, indeed. We was having fun. Chicken George was there too. Mimsy Hamster has two points. Coach saw the what you he says, Coach saw the what that mean girl on the cruise. He says she looked like the cash me outside XX. She could stab you, hot wire your car, and get that child support. Get that child support. What that mean? He also says 50, 11% of people born 
in Chicago have a September birthday. All right. I wouldn't I wonder what the percentage is, but if you do the math, popular birth months, August and September, stems from people shacking up in November and December. Absolutely. We're almost close to the main event. Let me check the alternative apps over here. And uh, we will be back today. NCAA tournament kicking off. I didn't run a pool this, this year. And to be honest, not a lot of people paid. They participated and didn't pay, which was frustrating. All right. Johnny Law says Jermaine fumbled, period. $30 million a year. Stay home. Stay home. Dude. See, people are going to think, I know, man, you guys, well, that's tricking, coach. If I make, or if I was at risk of losing $30 million a year, <laughs> I say this, any man making two fifty, you should not consider normie dating at all. Unless a woman wanted to get wifed up, if she wanted to get wifed up and sign the non-disclosure, the, the, the cohabitation agreement, and the prenup, if you make over 250 why in the hell would you normie date? Why would you run outside and go to a club? Like, why would I get it? If I do, if I'm at that level, I'm going in with security flanked in a section, right? I'm in a section. VIP only. I'm going to have security around that mother sucker. Only certain people get in. We going to party. I know who's coming in the VIP section. Ain't no straggles coming in. No no women, no no apex predators, none of that shit. We're going to party, and then we're going to dip. And then I'm going to have my paid participants serve me up and get the hell out. Everybody get the hell up. Why the hell am I? I get it, man. You know, well, he need to have fun. I can pay for the fun. <laughs> like I can pay for the fun. What the fuck are we talking about? Man, dude, I got I can have a whole strip club in my house. I'm not into strippers though. Like they don't they don't do nothing for me. It's just kind of an idea. For some reason, most of them are ugly as a motherfucker. I mean, I don't give a damn what her body looks like. They be ugly as hell. All right, but um to me, the whole thing, and I I can smell them from over there. I'm just not into strippers like that. But if I was. I could have the, the room that he was in. I could have the Scrooge McDuck pin right there. Oh, that's my pin that I have strippers come in and, and serve me up. Right? That, that's just what, what I would do. Why are you out in the element? <laughs> and, dude, there's no such thing as tricking when there's $30 million on the line. There's no such thing. Tricking is a word for poor men that are mad at men that have resources to jump over the bullshit that poor man cannot. I've never in the history of the world heard a man that has enough money to afford. Call it tricking. But put your community standards on wealthy people, why don't you? Mad at them for cheating the system. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, uh, he tricking. No, it ain't, dude. Tricking trick is a word for a guy who can't afford to do what he's doing. Like if you take $50,000 million, $50, in singles to the club, and I know you ain't got it. Well, well, it's tricking. But this dude is on a path to reach a level of life that you could dream of.
it ain't tricking him. This dude should pay every girl he interacts with. Every girl. And if you think I'm lying, Tiger Woods wish he had probably did the same thing. Why would he do what your broke ass is doing? Why would he do what your broke ass is doing? It doesn't make sense. It never has made sense to me. What in the world are you talking about? It's crazy. Just pay. <laughs> Just pay. Or, or okay, dumbasses, lose $30 million. He lost $30 million. <laughs> Tiger Woods got sued for $30 million doing what broke ninjas do. He paid anyway. <laughs> what the fuck? John, John Morant ended up paying way more than he would have if he would have had a, he could have had a woman every day. Hold on for a second. Let's get the calculator out. Let's get the calculator out. We're going to get the calculator out for this shit, right? Because he wanted to not trick. John Morant, hold on for a second. Let, let's do the calendar. Let's say every day he went to the junior college. And let's say he got the baddest junior college chick. Let's just say it was $1,200 for the hour. <laughs> Instead of five fifty thousand dollars in singles, he could have had $1,200 and been done. Times 365 days takes us to $438,000. $438,000. That's what it would have been if he would have just said, here y'all go. And y'all dumbasses would be like, he tricked off a half a million dollars. Okay. Okay, let's stop right there. But what he did it is he tricked off 30 million. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> he tricked off 30 million trying to be like y'all broke ninjas and trying to be down. You know what I mean? Tiger Woods. Tiger Woods. Tiger Woods, y'all. Tiger Woods getting sued for 30 million. He ain't gonna, he ain't gonna give up 30 million. He might have to give up two or three million. Again, they just went to the extreme. He's going to pay her off. He already tried to pay her off, and she was smartly enough to realize he violated so bad that he's going to have to pay her off probably 10 times more what they were going to give her. So she's going to win something. Now, let's just say she, he won, she won $2 million plus legal fees, plus the legal fees and attention he's going to have to pay to fight this broad. He could have paid $400,000 on a daily basis, but the ninja about to lose two to three million dollars. Do the math. Do the math. <laughs> the math is simple. If you got that much money, it is absolutely stupid to normie. It's stupid. And over one broad, you guys are losing it over one woman. This dude could have had all the women he want, how he wanted them. But you guys still, because you guys, for some reason, caught up in normie world or caught up into broke ninja strategy, it you guys think it doesn't make sense. He could have let all them problems go just on that. But y'all want her soul. I ain't listen, man. Stop listening to Pookies. Pookies can't pay because Pookies don't want to pay because they can't pay. 
Pookies don't want to date because they can't afford it. <laughs> but when you can afford it, why uh, why put yourself at risk? Mm. Nah, ninjas don't like math. They still in here. Oh, but you got to pay for it. He said you could have caught it. He said, my man said you could have bought a dorm at a junior college. But you guys will throw away money just like that, trying to do broke ninjas here. I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't get it. If you're making a certain amount of money, it doesn't even make sense to do what brokies do. Broke people need relationships. They need it. You don't. You know why they need it? Most of the time, they're cohabitating for budget reasons. But you end up paying in the long run because people say, hey, I'm kind of, oh, it'd be good if we can share expenses. Broke people get married because they broke. <laughs> right? They get married because, oh, shit, you know what I mean? We can combine. We can build together. We can build. That's what broke people do. And then they frame it in, oh, it's love, and I fell in love with them. No, y'all kind of broke, and it makes economic sense. But let's just say I'm bringing a bag in, and she works as a Hooters waitress. Why in the hell? Broke people get married because of tax reasons. Oh, we can have a tax reason and you can file head of household or we can file dual filing single income. We can have kids to get tax burden. That's what broke people do. But you got a bag and this bitch work at Target. <laughs> why, 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 why me? Why, why get together? Why? It don't make it don't make no sense. Somebody says, so we call the girl when we at the CEO. This ain't this can't be right. You the CEO and you're calling her. You ain't trying to marry her. I'm the CEO, but y'all CEO ninjas. This is what y'all do. This is what CEO ninjas will do. You will you become CEO and then you will run down and you'll bang the 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 uh the girl that works in marketing, lose your whole CEO empire. You will get become CEO and bang the bitch in marketing. She file a whole sexual harassment suit, or she got you by the balls. You marry. And you re okay. People think I'm lying. Describe Emmy Yadoka situation. You pull a whole Emmy Yadoka <laughs> and drop the whole bag. You pull an Emmy Yadoka. It's like Emmy Yadoka. You could have went to anywhere in Boston has six colleges within five square miles. And then Emmy Yadoka blames who? Y'all blame it on the white man and y'all blame it on everybody but Emmy Yadoka's dumb ass. Emmy Yadoka, you don't have to bang the chicken marketing. You don't have to do it. You got six colleges in five. You can walk colleges like this in Boston. You can just walk up and down every dorm. You can go to Boston College, walk up to Northeastern, walk across the street to BU, walk down to Harvard, Walk to MIT. You can just do laps like this all year long. You would have never got in trouble. <laughs> you would have never got in trouble. They all in walking distance. 
And you sitting up there, dumbass, with the bitch in marketing because you got game. Yeah, bitch. Yeah, bitch. Game don't matter when you got money. <laughs> I'm just people keep keep people keep arguing with me, but you will fumble your whole life and career over some puss you could have paid for for uh you could have made the interest back. When your paycheck direct deposit hit, you could have made it back in interest that night. Mm. We need to have a man conversation on this. It doesn't make sense. And if it don't make dollars, it don't make sense. John Morant, $30 million. Tiger Woods, $30 million. For one piece of puss. And y'all was cheating anyway. TJ Holmes, same thing. TJ Holmes is in New York City. He can run around in NYU. He could have had fun. Nobody would have said anything. Instead, he wants to bang the chicken marketing and he wants to bang the interns and bang the host of the show and get caught up and lose your whole job. How does it make sense? It don't make sense. TJ Holmes is making $2 million a year. I don't get it. What, what is it? What is it? It's broke ninja. It's broke ninja mindset. You could just be like Donald Trump figured that shit out. <laughs> and then the woman still tried to suit him. End up. He, she had to pay him. See, as much as smoke as y'all got for Donald Trump, Donald Trump had them bras on contract and on the non-disclosure. And he got his little five stroke special on Donald Trump figured it out. He ain't been in trouble yet. He actually had one woman try to sue him and she ended up having to pay his ass. What? Mm. <laughs> See, y'all hustling backwards. Y'all want to be Emmy Yudoka and bang everybody in your damn uh, work uh, building. Y'all don't want to trick. Y'all want to take these women out and uh, feed them hash browns at McDonald's. And then y'all end up paying for it in the end. The back it, look at Johnny Depp. He tried to make a whole housewife and he paid for it on the back end, but he could. Y'all pride getting in y'all way, man. Your pride gets in your way. I don't know what to tell y'all. I'm trying to educate y'all, but y'all foolish pride. And same thing, man. You're like, well, it worked for me, but you on child support. You on child support to this day. Smoking weed with these girls, dropping shrooms, and, and, and having fun, and then you on child support. You end up paying at some point. <laughs> Come on, brothers. Stop. Get, get your pride out of the way. Why do you attach money so much to your pride when it comes to women? And they end up robbing you blind anyway. They end up robbing you blind. You end up pursuing less to pursue women. I'm trying to help educate, but y'all are still stuck like it's somewhere you've been reading too many Iceberg Slim books. And Iceberg Slim was fooling you the entire time he was married. And his wife was pushing his publication so much that it went mainstream for you fools, you fake ass pimps to actually start living that lifestyle when he was married to a whole white woman that looks like Frankenstein. Stop reading them fake-ass pimp books because you ain't no pimp. 
You ain't nothing like it. You ain't nothing close to it. And even the pimps ain't nothing to look up to. I don't know why you follow them. You guys have been fooled by the ism. There's no ism. It's, it's fairy tale. None of them guys end up rich. None of them guys end up prosperous. Most of them guys end up hooked on the Hennessy or drugs, and they end up marrying their first prostitute or the last one. Will you guys wake up? <laughs> You've been had hoodwinked and bamboozled. No, you don't have to go back to 1863. They bamboozled you right here in real time 4K. <laughs> Come on. Y'all live in dreamland. You guys call women delusional. It's the men. Guys running around here think you're doing something and you ain't doing nothing. Still look at your bank account still broke. What about iced tea? See? Hey, ladies, give me a second. We need to address the men. We need to wake and slap some men right now. This ninja just said iced tea. Give me a second. Hey, if anybody wants to slap him first, be my guest. However, what I'm going to say is no disrespect to Ice-T or any gangster rapper or any of them. What I'm going to say. I respect those guys. I love their musical talent and so forth and so on. But you guys have to understand this and understand fast. Rappers are actors, the majority of them. They are not portraying anything real. Much of what they talk about does happen, but they're actors. They're entertainers. Ice-T is not a pimp. <laughs> he never was a pimp. He never was a gangster, if you will. He was around gangster. He was around pimps. He never put a bitch on the track. <laughs> he never collected money from a, a group of bitches, a stable. He has portrayed a breakdancer, a gangster, a drug dealer, a pimp, a cop, uh, uh, a dude shelling car shield. The dude's an actor. <laughs> Come on, man. And I'm not even trying to diss the guy. I'm glad he was able to do. He a cop, a detective. What is it going to be next week? Bigfoot? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> These people out of their freaking mind with this shit. <laughs> Come on, man. You guys got to stop believing the gangster rap shit. Snoop was a whole pimp out here. And meanwhile, he been married since since the first, since um, rat-a-tat-tat-tat-a-tat on that ass. And I never hesitate to put a ninja on his back. He had a whole wife the entire time. Since bitches ain't sh but hoes and tricks, he, he's married. Mm. 
<laughs> you know what I mean? Stop it with this stuff. I just can't. I just can't with men. He says I'm hating. How was this hating? I'm trying to wake you guys up, man. I'm trying to wake you guys up. Y'all, you guys have patterned your life after these entertainers. You guys have literally patterned your life after these entertainers only to look at your life afterwards. They got all the money doing a great acting job. You, on the other hand, have tried to do the ism and be pimps and players and shit like that. And it's making you out to be foolish. It's been a skit the entire time. You guys want to talk about skits? You guys have been just watching skits the entire time. And it's sad. Just like we criticize the women for following these Instagram models and these women. You guys have been doing the same thing. And I'm not trying to play or hate on these entertainers. But you got to wake up. You got to wake up. You're not a pimp. <laughs> Neither are the people you've been listening to. You're not a gangbanger. I mean, you can be one and go straight to jail. But the guys that are talking about they've been shooting up dudes and pimping hoes, uh, many of them have been doing this to teenage girls. And many of them ain't shot nobody. And the minute they do, they go into jail. <laughs> Come on. Mm. But they're not going to go to jail, so they smart. They'll have somebody else shoot somebody or they'll stay clear away from it. You're delusional. Stop living a life that's nothing but fantasy. And just be real, we've been living this, this nightmare for some 50 years. And this is the propaganda that we've been talking about that women have become victims to. But now that I think about it, let's talk about it. You guys have been living the propaganda, and this started with the black exploitation films, telling dudes to be pimps, glamorizing the lifestyle. And then you go into the crack era, the gangster rap. Then you go into the World Wrestling Federation. If you want to jump in that soup as well, then you go into the, uh, you know, dirt off my shoulder, Cristal. We all out here popping bottles generation, all fake, all entertainment. Video directors made it look glamorous. Then we talk about the 304 culture, R&B romance. All of this shit has been manufactured and concocted. Most of these people are great businessmen, great actors, great performers, wonderful entertainers. But they don't live the <laughs> Biggie sold like four rocks. I mean, yeah, I was, you know, every rapper was the same. All my homies is dead and gone or locked up. And I was out there on the corner. I was a beast out there, but I decided to cut records. Okay. It works. It sells. However, I ain't nothing to hate on, but it is a great story. Most of it manufactured. Most of it, they sold a couple of rocks and then they got scared, tucked that shit away, and they made sure they paid the uh, kingpin off so they didn't lose their life. I mean, but this is all manufactured shit. And then you base your life off of it. And then you guys are quoting. We talk about women quoting movies. You guys quote rap lyrics and rock lyrics and, and movies like um 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 uh I can't even think of the movie, uh the uh, uh not hustle and flow, but the movie that Cameron and them was in. You guys quote this like this is real life. It's a script. It's a script. You're not you're not you're not players out here. 
You're not. You just ruin your lives in the end. Really. You guys aren't great lovers. You're not Casanova. You're not smooth. You're not. Okay. Many of you ruin your life or set your life backwards or you're at home lonely. After stroking 50, 60, 100 pieces of peace leave and realize you want another piece. Okay, that's all that is. You're just out here greedy. The more you get, the more you want. You guys are also looking at guys that you think are winning with women and they're paying. Oh, that's another thing. That's another thing, guys. You guys are looking at guys saying they get all the, of the women, but they paying them. Oh, you don't want to talk about that. Y'all don't want to talk about that. See, they've been tricking the entire time. They had them girls around because they either had money or they were successful or they paid them outright. Y'all don't want to really open that up. Y'all don't want to really open that up. Yeah. So that then is going to screw your head up. Some of the guys that have been saying they've been successful with women some of them had to pay them off after the fact, hush money. Someone paid them directly. Some of those girls were video vixen models that they paid to be there. But I'm not criticizing that. I'm not. But I also know as an adult male that that was more fantasy than it was reality. I will not pattern my life after that because that is not manhood. That is not it. Some of these fake ass alphas, same thing. They not alphas. They just grew a beard. And they and they did push-ups. And they went and got in a fitness program. That's all. And it is what it is. And uh, you know, even I even even myself, you know what I mean? I was a guy. I will tell you, I wasn't I wasn't always smart and good when it came to this shit. I had to learn the hard way. And I come in and tell you where I messed up. And I tell you where I stepped in shit. And I tell you where I won. And I tell you where I lost. Some of these dudes ain't telling you where they lost. And they lying to you. Every man takes L's. Every one of us. Nobody had the shit right from the rip. Oh, I was killing it since high school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But look, do what you want. Do what you want out here. Every one now and then we fuck up. And that's what makes us smarter. If you're smart with women, that means you made mistakes with women. Smart dudes don't come out of the womb smart with women. They end up learning. Oh, shit. Okay. Okay. Ah, damn. All right. She ain't going to get. Okay. Then you end up being perfect with them. It is life. Such is life. You learn when you get hurt. You learn when you put your hand on the stove and get burned. You learn from other people's mistakes. But if you want to think guys are out here, just making all the right decisions and all the right moves and all the right smooths and all the right, and they out here just pimping these hoes and they and player and machinate way to success. I got, I got proof that that is not true, but I will not do that to them. But I want to you to understand some of the things you've learned about being a man have came from propaganda and they've made you less than a man. Pimping don't make you no man. By far, it does not. So stop following these actors and get some real identity as a male. Stop thinking you ain't got to pay 
and you end up paying double and triple and quadruple and making yourself look foolish out here. Because it's making, it's, 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 you guys are messing up the game truly. <laughs> okay, all right here. Messing up the game. Dudes out here like all oh, this and that. Most of these rappers are married. And that's a crazy thing. Most of these rappers be married. Like, how does that make y'all feel? When I found that shit out, I was like, I was like, what? Most of these rappers be paying these girls to be around them and paying them with them and putting them on salary and 1099 in them. How does that make you feel? It's married and tricking at the same time. And you go, and you out here, hey, man, and that one song said, okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? Most of these dudes be having degrees and shit and went to college and paid off their student loan with the music that they sold you. <laughs> right? It is something. Somebody says married. Yes, married. They be married. Even the gang banging ones be married. Tupac allegedly was secretly married. We don't know this, but he sure did have a steady girlfriend. Of course, he probably was fornicating on the side too, but he was secretly had a marriage. Ice Cube was married the entire damn time. Biggie was married to Faith Evans. You see what I mean? Snoop was married. I mean, come on, guys. <laughs> we got to really, really put, yeah, uh, Quincy Jones's daughter. He had a love fling, love affair with Quincy Jones's daughter. Easy e got married. You know what I mean? It, we got to really, really put put these things in. Um, he said, not Easy e Yes, Easy e was married. So, yeah, Little Nas X ain't gay. So we got to really put these things in perspective. I hate to really do this. I'm not doing this against hip hop. Dr. Dre was married twice. Dr. Dre was married twice. You're <laughs> right. He was married twice during this whole entire time. So we got, to, yeah, we got to really put things in perspective. The only dude in NWA that really wasn't married was uh, Yella, DJ Yella. And he was supposed to be the weak link of the group. He was out there single doing recording prawn he started a prawn business and the other members were settled down and married so and just because you're married doesn't mean you can't be a player or any of that but we just gotta put put things in perspective <laughs> we gotta put these in perspective don't follow that we can use it as entertainment i know wrestling is fake <laughs> i can still be entertained by it same thing as entertainment. We know it could be script. We could be. It, I know it to be scripted. I could still enjoy it, but I don't think these dudes are drug kingpins either. <laughs> now, the label that signs them—that's a different story. The labels that sign these guys to say these things, those guys and the people maybe on part of their security team, they. Push drugs, okay? They kingpins, so that might make the rapper feel like he's a kingpin. You know what I mean? 
but we got to really, as men, change the narrative. We can, we got to kind of figure out what we have to do, figure out what's true, and uh, figure out what's fantasy. But TV and entertainment has ruined you guys, men and women. We talk about how it's ruined women. It has ruined men as well. Made you out to think you're somebody that you're not. And these same guys saying they ain't paying, they paying goo gobs of money to these girls. And supporting them, look at, supporting them, like listen to them, like whole Michelle A story. Like if you go listen to Michelle A story, and I know people are like, don't believe her coach. Michelle A, we getting all subject here, but I got to do this for you. Michelle A had Dr. Dre and Suge Knight fighting each other, ready to destroy each other. One woman, she had babies by both men. Both men, Dr. Dre married her. Suge Knight had her on payroll. What the fuck? Mm. And y'all out here, bitches ain't it, but hoes and trick. We got to get real, man. Gotta get real about shit. But they ain't paying, right? Yeah. Yeah. All right, let's get let's get back. Where are we at here? Mr. Smith, Jay Smith says, You proved me right. No value in me. He says, leave women alone, free agent lifestyle for life in here. Men need to wake they punk ass up with the swiftness with this shit. My man said, what about this guy as a pit? Oh, my God. I mean, we got to do it, though. And my father used to try to tell me when I was a youngster, and I was not hearing it either. My father tried to tell me. All right. He was like, you know, that stuff is made up. And I wasn't trying to hear him. I wasn't trying to hear him. I was like, nah, man, these guys are real. They keeping it real. Meanwhile, they in there writing lyrics. All right, what is our song going to be about? You know what I mean? We're going to do this. And they framing the song. They scripting it. They sending over the publishers and lawyers. They're lawyers. We can't say that. Okay, you got to change your script up. All right, here we go. Let me write this. All right, let me say that. Can I say this on the record? Yeah, you can say this on the record. Okay, cool. They push the shit out. They put it. They copy it on CDs. They go home to the suburbs. All right, you living in the city thugging, wearing your orange jail jumpsuit, pulling out the jammy, listening to the lyrics. Pipping your hoes and you out there trying to do it, bruh. <laughs> they in the studio crafted the shit up like it's a movie. But y'all want to live the real. But look, they getting they actors to come in, singers in the background and shit. They got the big drums, the, the 808s, the scratching. Chicka, 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 chicka. They producing the shit over weeks and months, crafting the shit, getting the sonic sound right. <laughs> and then you come in, listen to it two, three times, and you possessed. You wonder why you possess. You walk out stride trying to get a whole stable of hoes off of one song. Mm. <laughs> All right, anyway. Man. They done doubled their voices. They didn't put in the ad libs. They didn't cut the shit over drinks of scissor. Man, please, man. Mm. 
And I ain't shitting on them because I know how the shit is produced. You know what I mean? Like, I ain't shitting on them. But what I'm saying is, it's a production. <laughs> All right, anyway, let me shot. All right, let me see here. Where we at? I don't want to. <laughs> yeah, they didn't chop this, screwed it. They didn't remix it. They didn't put the damn the bells in. They didn't put the drums in, crashing at the right time. Crash. They didn't put the bass in. Boom. <laughs> All right, where we at? All right, let me see here. We just having fun. Yep, they cut the radio version. I mean, man, where we at? <laughs> Somebody said, let me punch in. All right, let me at here. Where we at? Macaroni Tony says, you can tell who really is in the know and who's not. He says, a lot of time in sports, the athletes and coaches receive a per diem, and that can be used however they want. Why not just use that to play catch and release? And as a matter of fact, there are NBA players that used to tell them that they lived only on their per diem. They would go do to go to the strip club on a per diem. Uh, the per diem, and I actually worked in college sports. We would get per diem on travel as well. And we would actually, our per diem was like 30 to $35 a day. On a five-day trip, you, you're making 150 bucks, right? And so what we would do is we would live off our per diem on the road. <laughs> like we would be like, okay, we got our thirties. You got your per diem? We couldn't wait till they got on the bus and handed out per diem. Now in the NBA, per diem is like $1,000. I don't know what it is, but per diem is ridiculously high for the NBA. So they getting a thousand dollars a night on the road and they would live off the per diem. They have their hotel paid for. They have their meals sometimes paid for, or you would have to pay for it on your per diem. I'd be like, run that per diem, get our per diem. We get our money. We get our 150 bucks for our five day road trip. And we'd be like, we rich. Mm. Yeah, they got NIL money now. But that's how they used to do it. They used to get their strippers off the per diem and pay for their girls in their hotel room off their per diem. Guys, man, there's a lot you don't know. <laughs> All right, shout out to, uh, and some of them bank them. Some of the guys that are kind of guys that don't party, they get their per diem money. They get their $1,000, $4,000 for their road trip. Sock it away. Tax-free. And never touch their salary. And if they have endorsements, they live off, they, they pay their mortgage through endorsements, they bank their pace, their salary, and live off their per diem. Man, it's a it's a hustle. NBA per diem around 150 per player went away from home, I believe. Okay, 150 bucks. You can make a thousand dollars. Yeah, I think Shaquille O'Neal talked about that. If you want to look it up, Shaquille O'Neal, somebody said Ocho Single. I know Shaquille O'Neal talked about the per diem trick as well. All right. Uh, shout out to Macaroni Tony. He says, yep, even the WWE Godfather was a pimp character, but in reality, his wife created the gimmick to save his career after the Nation of Domination disbanded. And he is said to also own strip clubs. So that's where that also came from as well. But he's not, wasn't like a pimp like that, right? But of course, that character saved his career and it was elements of him in the character, right? But he had a wife. Think about that. All right, here we go. Let me see if I can get to some super chats and then I'll get back to the show. Sorry we went left. Johnny Law said, you spit and coach is barbecue in there. Henry Brazilian says, that's why I got married. We were broke and she dropped that neck. And now it's the biggest regret of my life. Stay away from marriage, guys. Protect your meat. One, guys, one time. 
uh, many guys this has happened to. First woman to suck the seed out of your salami, you was ready to marry her, <laughs> right? Stuff has happened like that. Many men have experienced some sort of euphoria with the woman and said, you the one. I've heard stories like this all the time, all right? And this happens when you're young. All right, shout out to infamous New York City. And we're going to get to the main event. He says, don't spend your strength on women or your vigor on those who ruin kings. That is Proverbs 33 and 3. The Bible been told, y'all, but people won't listen. Your strength, your energy, your time, attention, your vigor, thats you keep that to yourself. But you guys want to do all of that, spend that on the women, but don't touch the money. No, when it comes to money, no, that's a violation. When it should be somewhat the opposite. The money gets just, just get away. It should be somewhat the opposite. I get it. We're not talking about just be frivolous and just spend your whole life, but it should be. JC says they only gave that ninja one line in law and order. One line. I don't want to dislike Steve. My man Swagitude, he says, uh, with a co-sponsorship, he says, swag with the bag for CGA dropping serious game today. And anyway, yeah, I don't. We got to be real minded out here. All right. I got to get back to the show. I got some PayPal's, but we got to do this main event quickly. We're going to show you the video of Michael Irvin out here, potentially getting set up or putting himself in a precarious situation. And of course he was drunk guys, alcohol and women will ruin you. That combination is deadly for you. If you're around women, don't drink. That's going to be my advice to you and don't smoke. weed. don't I, be sober when you're around women. The best thing you can do is to be sober around them. Let them do the drinking. And then even then, if they get out of hand, don't mess with them. So Michael Urban, you guys know the situation. You know the case. The case is he was in Phoenix for the Super Bowl. He worked for the NFL Network. He was in a hotel, drunk, and he was not sober. And he doesn't remember an interaction with the hotel employee. Hotel employee approaches him for a reason we don't know yet. They have a situation. And then he loses, uh, she reports it to the hotel. And then the hotel reports it to potentially the police. There's a police report. And the NFL and the NFL network suspends him. And I think they fired him. And Michael Irvin says, I did nothing wrong. Of course, he has a past, so people believed it. Now, he sues the hotel for $100 million. And I, I don't know if he's suing the NFL network, but we can figure that out. And he says he's innocent. Now, we got the interaction. The hotel eventually gave up the footage of the interaction when they originally did not want to. The judge said, hey, y'all ain't got no case if we don't have no film. They were instructed that they have to give up the film, but now we have the film of the interaction. We're going to see this petty shit that's going on. We're going to skip this part because... And uh, some of you guys don't know who Michael Irvin is. He's a Hall of Fame wide receiver for the Dallas Cowboys. All right, again, his past is not very good. So he has a checker pass, which goes to show you it, your past will always stay with you. So if you have one bad interaction with women or drugs or alcohol or lifestyle, if there's another interaction, that will lend the, the that interaction credibility. So people automatically believe this when it came out. That's because he's been foolish in the past with women and in drugs and alcohol. All right, here we go. Go home. And I said, what? What happened? You sexually assaulted somebody. I said, who really? What? And nobody was in my room. Well, don't worry about it. Go home. 
we're talking. I said, wait, wait I, you're, you're, if you're telling me I'm doing something and I do not know what I'm doing, you can't tell me to just go home. I played this game hard. I played the game physical. And you guys know, we all worry about it. We see what happens with our brothers and we now know about CTE. I'm saying, how can you say I'm doing something and I don't know it and you tell me to go home? All right, so um, that's kind of how it happened. They said you were sexually assaulted someone, all right? Now, sexual assault, because we have the manosphere and stuff, this sexual assault thing has kind of gotten out of hand, and it has ruined interactions between men and women. Now, sexual assault is very open. Uh, it used to be called grape, all right? But grape has become even fuzzy, too. So now even a simple interaction, like I didn't like what you said, could be sexual assault. This is why even running games seems ridiculous when you have status, if you have status, if you are a broke ninja, run all the game you want. Like, go code approach all you want. But if you are any guy of status, it doesn't even make sense. You put yourself at great risk approaching women, talking anything with them, mode one, asking them for a date, uh, grabbing their hand, touching their shoulder. Remember the guy, I think it's Neil DeGrasse, Neil DeGrasse, Neil Tyson DeGrasse, DeGrasse, whatever his name is. Even... Neil DeGrasse, whatever his name is, he got a Me Too because a woman had a tattoo of the solar system. It's on video. And he, looking at the tattoo, and he touches her to turn her to look at that tattoo, and she Me Tooed him. Mm. Neil DeGrasse Tyson. All right, whatever his name is. <laughs> He's looking... It's on video. She me tooed his ass. Again, just pay ninjas and don't interact with these people out in the open. Have a security team. Don't think these people ain't trying to set you up. Now, now, getting back to it. It, it makes no sense to go mode one on these people. Just hire, get your nut, and go back to sleep. So here we go right here. We're here last I'm going to turn the volume down on this one because we're going to look at the surveillance video and I'll somewhat break it down. Uh... I believe this guy right here, is this Michael Irvin? I think this is Michael Irvin right here. <laughs> Goodness. My man in bad shape. Holy mackerel. All right. Oh, the humanity. All right, Michael, what we doing out here? <laughs> okay. All right, let me see here. Now, oh, that's not him? He going to come in later. All right, whoever this guy is, what is he doing? He's the real predator. Okay, now let's go ahead and go here. All right, whoever that dude is, is gone. He drunk. All right, so now the attorney's going to point out the fact that coming into the screen, coming into the screen right here. All right, so right here, this gentleman here, he's a supervisor. He works for the hotel. This guy is going to be pivotal to this entire investigation because he was unnoticed the entire time but this guy is going to be the boss or the manager or supervisor of the woman who makes the claim let's continue all right but whoever this dude is is shuffling over here he in bad shape all right so let me skip ahead just a little bit all right he's going to come in the frame again whoever this gentleman is right here somebody said he should have blamed cte all right let's go scroll ahead scroll ahead scroll ahead I got to do this because the audio is not that good. All right. Something's going on here with this gentleman. I don't think that's him. It might be him, but he's going to come back. So there's a supervisor here. Now let's go ahead and go ahead. Supervisor comes out. 
Now, I believe Michael Irvin is going to walk through the door. You got to watch this because there's two. Okay, Michael Irvin is here. Michael Irvin, white shirt, black jacket. He kind of pops in the view really quickly here. So he comes in right there. See that? He came out of nowhere, too. I think he was talking to the group of men. Let me see. He pops in really quick. Nope. He, he didn't want to talk to anybody. So he just walks in. There he is right there. Now, same time. Boom. There's the woman. Comes right in the. She comes right into the picture. Now, she somewhat makes a beeline right for Michael Irvin. Remember, the manager supervisor is up here. No, that wasn't Michael Irvin. That's somebody else. Hold up. My bad. This is Michael Irvin that was talking to the police. My bad. I'm messing it up. So this is Michael Irvin right here. She goes right directly to him. Watch this. Uh, it looks like she's kind of going to, uh, to her workstation. Here's the manager. Here's the woman, the alleged victim. Here's Michael Irvin. My bad. My bad. So she kind of comes out when Michael Irvin walks into the door. All right, so let's get the timing right. Here she is, managers tucked away hiding. Michael Irvin's walking in. All right, let's get it right now. All right, here it is. Now, she's works in this bar area. There's the man, there's the manager. He's watching them. He's watching her the entire time. This is weird. Why is he watching her the entire time? Why is he on her neck? Well, there must have been an interaction with him and her where he's watching her. He must have was going to write her up potentially or she didn't want to do something. Um, he's watching her. He hitting it. And she doesn't go this way to walk back into the bar. She goes around this way, maybe to avoid the manager. But he's watching the entire time. Watch this. Mike, she goes into the bar. Michael Irvin kind of approaches her. And he's clapping his hand. He's trying to get her attention. She pops back out to talk to Michael Irvin. And there goes the manager. He's watching the entire time. So she pops out. He's clapping his hands. Michael Irvin's talking to her. Now let's take out the interaction here. She turns. She stepping to him. He probably got her attention. Who knows? I can't really tell. We don't know the context of the conversation. This could look like a setup. But as you can see here, the manager's hot. Look, he's got his hands on his hips. He's watching the interaction the entire time. So this makes it very curious as to why is he watching them? Why is he in her business? Well, she's on the job. She's on the clock. And is he the one pissy about it? Did he call the complaint in, not the woman? See, he could have called the woman in um, and said, what did he say to you? And he called the complaint. But the manager's pissed. The manager might be the one who plotted the entire job. And she's not doing her job, too. But he was already pissed at her to begin with because he started watching her as soon as she came out from the back room. All right. Even before she engaged with Michael Irvin. Let's take a look. Watch this. He's watching her even before she engages with Michael Irvin. See that? He's got his eye on her the entire time. He's watching her. He's, she's not even engaging with Michael Irvin. This is the work husband shit. Here we go. Let's play it. I think the guy is the issue here. The manager is the one plotted the situation out. He had her. He got jealous. He got in his fucking feelings. 
and now he ruined Michael Irvin. He hit it first. All right. So, and then they said, oh, I'm going to mess it up. So look. All right. I think they're frozen the video just a little bit. All right. Oh, they backed it up. There's the manager. He's watching. She's going to enter the picture down here. He's going to immediately put his eyes on her as soon as she crosses in. Manager's over here now. Michael Irvin standing outside, yucking it up with these fellas out here, taking pictures and shit. All right. Shout out to Michael Irvin here. Take a bit. There she goes. There goes the woman. Watch the manager peer right out the corner. ASAP. Boom. There he is right there. Michael Irvin ain't even interacting with the woman yet. Yeah. This is a setup. Now, it couldn't be a setup by the woman. This is a setup by the manager ninja. All right. Somebody said, I can't see nothing. All right. Yeah. It's small. That's what she said. All right. So now Michael Irvin is talking to her. We'll see the interaction. Manager watching the entire time. Look at that. Now he pissed. Still got his hands on his hips like a bitch. This bitch ninja right here is the one causing the problems. We always think it's the women. It's the manager. Set his ass up. And now let's look at her interaction with him. Let's study this. He's talking to her. Manager walking, stalking in the background. Look at him. Clapping his hands. Look at that shit. It's the manager ninja. Wow. So he mad as hell. And now he looking, damn, that's Michael Irvin. He got the BBC jealousy. And she was the one that kind of, yeah, he dirty backing. <laughs> hey, she, he dirty backing. Manager is pissed. Now, he's not pissed. She's not working. I'm going to throw that out. He's swinging his arms. He's stalking. Michael Irvin running game. He hasn't touched her. He's moving in close to her. The interaction is somewhat innocent. She's not in a defensive mode, but he is he is getting closer and closer as he talks. All right. Let me see her her posture. Manager's walking away, pissed. She takes a step back. She takes a step back, slight step. That does indicate maybe some uncomfortableness. He's moving in. Michael Irvin is moving in slightly. It's not that obvious, but it's there. All right, um, we just got to be honest. Let's see here. They paused it, so bear with me. Okay, now we're moving again. He's macking. Where's the manager ninja at? Oh, manager's kind of right here, and he's looking at the entire situation. So now we're, the, now we're moving. Manager's standing right here, and he's looking at it. He got a better position. All right, let's see here. Okay, he touches her right there. There's a touch. Let's see what she does with the touch. Steps back. Boom. Okay, so she's uncomfortable. He touched her. She took two steps back ever so slightly. So right there, that's a that's body language. We know she got her hands out in the fence, and he touches again. Now she has her hands behind her back. She doesn't want to be touched. She changed her body position. So let's just call it what it is. As a person interacting with women, you should be looking at that. You should be looking at that. Okay, I touched her arm. She put them behind her back. I touched her arm again. She stepped back two steps. She created space. This is all things you should be reading. All right, so let's continue. Manager's right here still watching it. Hands are behind her back. 
This is a defensive posture. This is not a welcoming posture. Michael Irvin is, there's a handshake. Okay, she reached out. She accepted the handshake. He held it a little long. And here comes somebody out of the blue. Who is this person coming out of the blue to interrupt, to cock block? Could this be a hotel employee? Could it be security? Could the manager have called security? I don't know. Now, there's the entire interaction. And soon as she comes in, here comes the manager beelining. You can't see it really that much. The manager's coming in to give her that smoke right away. Right away. But somebody cock blocked. It could be security. The manager could have called security. The white knight could have came in. Who knows? I can't really take. Any audio. There's no audio. Yeah, audio would have cleared it up. Now, as soon as she walks in, the manager gave her that work. Manager said, I'm writing you up, bish. That's exactly what he probably yeah, said. Bish. Yeah, bish. And he said it that fast and walked the smooth the hell off. Look. And, oh, he said, come with me, bish. Right away. Come with me, bish. And he said, I'm writing your ass up. Let's go back and look at it. See that? Watch this. It's going to let it play here in a minute. As soon as she walks through that door. Yep. Security's on Michael Irvin. And he said, come with me, bish. Bring your ass, bruh. Now, this is some, we we might be able to say the woman was a false alligator here, but it seemed like the simp enforcer shit. It was the guy. He made the shit up. But we're just assuming this, we got two guys around Michael Irvin. Maybe he recognized him. Maybe a security. We don't know. But look, she tailing the manager going right back to the office immediately immediately and now these guys are going off walking him out and i think let me see something here let me go back to michael irvin i want to go back to see what he does he's looking at her he looking at that wagon he looking at that ass and there's some guys here that got his attention as well but we got guys walking up to him. He's like, all right, this bitch, all right, I was about to put my Mac on and you cock block me. And there's some other guys. Now, the, see, the manager and the girl are over here. Michael Irvin is talking to a group of guys over here, which we showed you this video two weeks ago. They actually recorded Michael Irvin having a conversation. So that's when he went to have a conversation with them. The manager and the girl is off over here. He's now look, this is interesting. This is interesting. Michael Irvin actually slaps himself three times. Watch this. I want you to watch this. Michael Irvin slaps his face three times. Now, you guys got to know Michael Irvin is married to a black woman. But watch this. You know, he's drunk, but then what he's doing, he's trying to slap himself out of it. Watch this. They're gone here. Watch Michael Irvin right here. Watch his face. Slap one. Slap two, slap three. He actually slapped himself three times. Like, wake up, wake up. Don't do it. Slap me out of it. That, that's what he does to himself. So even he he's trying to slap himself out of talking to the woman. Maybe he said something he should not have. Maybe he approached and ran a little bit too much game, and he didn't close. Maybe he was like, oh, I shouldn't have said that to the bitch. We don't know. We don't know. But he literally... Slapped himself three times for that interaction. So, 
And he's also denying he doesn't know what he said. He's also denying. He, and, and the fact that he's saying, I was drunk, I don't know what I said, could be some escapism as well. Meaning that he's trying not to be accountable for what he said to the woman. He might know. But he was aware enough to know in the moment that this was not good. All right, check this out. He gave himself the you big dummy. One, two, three. He gave himself the you big dummy. You big dummy. Right. So this is this is a tough situation. He walks off, and I think that's going to be the end of the situation there. Oh, he's taking a selfie with the guy. So maybe it's security, maybe it's not. All right. So situation's over right there. A lot going on. A lot going on there. Now, was that enough to lose his job? I don't think so. I don't think it was enough to lose his job, be accused of an uh, allegation like this. That innocent, that interaction was innocent. I don't think there was enough that he could have possibly said that was that bad. He probably was like, you know, I'm a married man. I probably pushed a little too far. And he also could have possibly recognized that he, she was defensive. Now, the manager in the situation, he is the one who probably set up the entire thing. The manager in this situation could do you. Okay. Do you think he was set up? You guys can answer that. Do you think the manager sent her out to set him up? That's number one. Do you think the manager was dirty macking because he was, he, he had a thing for her or they were work husbands. Do you think the manager had that? Do you think the woman had the wherewithal to know to set him up outside of the manager? Do you think the woman was trying to make the manager jealous? There's a whole bunch of things here, okay? Do you think the manager is innocent? Do you think the manager is innocent? Somebody says the manager is, he's a Bills fan, uh-oh. Do you think the manager is innocent? Meaning that he was just mad that the woman wasn't doing her job. That could be in play too. Should we poll it? There's just too much. There's too much to type. There's too much to type. But it could could the manager just be mad that she's a bad employee and that that he was scolding her and then she used that to get out of it? That could be something too. That could be something too. She's mad that she was about to get fired from her job and then she said, I'm going to use this as an escape. It could be that as well. See, we don't know any of the situation, but I'm just going to say, I don't even think Michael Irvin did anything that bad. Okay, not enough to lose his job, and I hope he gets a lot from this situation because out of the three, he's probably the most innocent. He probably found himself in a situation where the manager and the employee were already had a rift, and then he found himself in that situation, right? He found himself in that situation. He just happened to be famous right there. Right? Somebody said he probably a Bills fan. I think the manager was mad. She wasn't working. Irvin was just flirting a little bit. And do you think the manager was going to write her up and she was going to lose her job potentially? And then she said, oh, he sexually assaulted me. I think it was wrong place, wrong time. Right? That's what I think, man. Sad, sad. So, all right, let me figure, finish up uh, Super Chats and everything. I think Michael Irvin, wrong place, wrong time. I think that's what it is. Uh, Carlos says Irvin was just trying to cold approach but got intercepted by the gump. Defense Force, thanks for the game, Coach. Free agent lifestyle for life. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. He said, did he touch her? He did. Technically, yes. He didn't touch her. He didn't touch her titties. 
right. He didn't touch her ass. He touched her on the arm. All right. So. But let's just be frank. In in many cases, a touch on the arm can be sexual assault. Because he did not. He did not get consent. We got to catch up on. We got to catch up on PayPal. Let me see here. He said, that's enough. That's a sexual assault in many cases. Yeah. And she, and, and the fact that she stepped backwards is an indicator that she was uncomfortable with the touch. So it's sad. The Jimmy ZZ, the Jimmy ZTT says black China officially enters her soft girl era. I give it two weeks and she'll be back. He said, do you smoke? <laughs> I think he did. Now, let's just be honest. I think he did say something sexual to her. What apparently somebody's saying is that he might have said something about, do you be, have you been with a black guy or do you ride black salami? Now, that's what people are insinuating that he said. Now, he was drunk. He said, I don't remember what I said. But it could be possible that he did use the old, have you ever had any black in you? Do you have black in you? And then she says, no, I don't have any black in me. Oh, you will tonight. You know he said that shit. <laughs> All right. Anyway, no government name. He says, whether you're a dink or a sink, it's best not to ridicule someone who makes life choices that harm no one. But I understand the reasons behind the choices could be disingenuous or could it be a cope? Yeah, but listen. You guys got to do it as long as you don't play victim later, right? As long as we don't have to pay for it. He was high off that henny. He says, coach, please tell him this is Franklin. He says, I've been wanting to say this for a long time. Just ain't have the platform to do it. He says, oh, my God, this is a refreshing. They're actors. Matter of fact, they get killed by the real gangsters. This is Jam Master Jay. He says, they, those are the real ones. These are the actors. He says, if y'all don't take y'all asses to work and stop looking crazy out here, dead or in jail, he says, these dudes ain't shot shit, but a shot of Henny. He says, they know they are fooling the crap out of y'all. It's good money. It's good money. And why would they tell you the opposite? Like, I love Dipset. Like, those are the guys I loved back in the 2000s, right? And they be talking about all the crack they was pitching and all the man, they was they was they was wild with it, and I loved it. It was good theater, <laughs> but you know, it was theater. I'm on the west side of Chicago looking for a bus down to make me put my two arms up, touchdown. I mean, they were fantastic to me. I mean, they were wrestling on on wax. You know what I mean? They were great. I mean, I was like, this is fantastic. It was so visual, you know what I mean? Listening to gangster music. Hey, <laughs> Jules Santana was fantastic. Cameron was good. He was funny, but Jules Santana was great. I was like, this dude, wild. <laughs> I imagine him on the corner. He had that one video. He had that one video, Jules Santana, where he was walking down the street and all the shit was going on behind him. I was like, this is great. Nope. <laughs> you can't beat that. What was that song? 
in the fast pace. It was fast paced. And he was walking down the street with his walking shit. And then all that, the girls was behind them. Cars was crashing. <laughs> I was like, he was hopping the fence. They was, he was dealing out drugs on the way. I was like, man, this is bad. But now do I think that's his regular life? No, that's not it. Nope. Santana's town. Santana's town. Go, go look at that video. That video is fantastic, but it, yeah, or the dip set and, <laughs> but look, them dudes, and they're not, they're, they're already new. You, you know what I mean? Their whole crew was fantastic. I loved all of them. 40 Cal. I loved, uh, what was the other dude? Hell Rail, uh, Cameron, Jim Jones, uh, Jewel Santana. They were great, man. I love the old uh, JR Ryder. Dude, they were fantastic. But you got to realize at some particular point. Freaky Zeke. You know what I mean? All of them, dude. I loved Dipset back then. But you know what I mean? You got to be like, you know, it's, it's for entertainment. It's got to be it. All right. Uh, shout out to Franklin says, Real Gangsters ain't out here cutting no damn records. All in the movies, ads and stuff. <laughs> He says, please, youngsters, get educated, get a high-paying skill, drop the facade or the facade. They laughing at us. For real, man. This is hell rail. This is where, this is, this is the hell rail. What that mean? All right, I think that comes from one of his songs. I shouldn't have said that. And then he gonna be after me. Talk about, he got the, uh, what was his thing? He always used to say something funny. I can't remember. Uh, shout out to uh, Tay Tay Monte says this ninja really said ice tea for real, man. We laughing at you. Mm. Where we at? Uh, shout out to Jones G. Shout out to Ice T. Ice Thespian out here. Wow. <laughs> Again, I don't want to diss Ice T, but if you actually know the history of Ice T, I'm old enough to know Ice T kind of tried to find his place in music very early, and he adopted breakdancing. He was on the breakdancing one. He was one of the early hip-hop West Coast pioneers, but he got in on breakdancing. He got in on breakdancing. He didn't want to talk about nothing about gangbanging and pimping. He got in on breakdancing. He actually is in one of the early breakdancing movies. I can't remember which one. It's not breaking. I know it's not that. It might be Beat Street or even the other one, there's the other one, but he's in the early breakdancing. He's like, he literally was like talking about the history of breakdancing and he had his hat cocked and he was like breaking and pop locking and doing the boogaloo flu. You know what I'm saying? Mm. <laughs> like he was originally getting into acting early on and then he was like promoting breakdancing and then he got into the gangster rap and he was one of the first ones to start talking that shit on wax. Then he kind of transitioned to that into pimping because gang banging, it was people was losing their lives. He was like, I ain't trying to go out like Biggie. So then he was like a pimp. Then he was a rock star. Then he was an actor. Like, come on, man. Mm. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's kind of like what it is, but yeah. Oh, Crush Groove. It was Crush Groove. Yeah, he was in Crush Groove. Talk about the breakdancing and shit. Like, ain't no stopping us. Don't stop. It. No one does it better. No one does it better. He was like, <laughs> all right. 
but he was in one of them. He was in one of them. Then he was a cop on colors. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> then he got his sad card and actor now. You know what I mean? Like, it is what it is. But look, you guys know, I don't know what it was. My man said, robot. Nope. Oh, man. I'm going to have a heart attack trying to do all that shit. <laughs> Somebody says, Coach, no more is than the people who say he lost his black heart. I know people don't know, man. I've been I've been around this thing, been around the world, and I, I, I. All right? They don't know none of this shit. <laughs> I'm going to hurt myself like, pop it. Don't drop it. Pop, pop. You know what I mean? You got to watch out. Don't get me out there doing the damn spin on the back. All right, uh, let's see here. Dr. Thunder says, true spoken here. True spoken, man. And you know what? A lot of us try to adopt gangster life from, from the wax. And you guys don't know, gangs before gangster music, which would be gang, what would they call it? Gangster rap. Gangs made up like the smallest population of group of people. Like people looked at gangs like um, when gangs would come on TV during like uh, uh, good times when a gang would come on TV, they would be like, oh, the gang is here. And it was like five dudes with a broken bottle, a knife <laughs> with a pack of cigarettes rolled up in their shirt. And it was like in a Kango hat. It was like, oh, the gang members are here. You know, they was just like in the cut. Every now and then somebody might get shanked or they might break down and do a dance. You know what I mean? They'd be like, oh, I'm going to hit this shit on you. You know what I mean? And boom. And they'd be doing the whole goddamn dance in the subway and shit. Like they had a baseball bat. Like there were no hundreds of gangbangers. There was only a few. But then gangster music came in as a result of crack era. Then the gangs are, see, gang life is... <laughs> Gang life is not about gang banging. You know what gang life is about? <laughs> he said the corduroy raider hat. Gangs, they, people don't gang bang the gang bang. There's one reason gangs became gangs. Anybody named the one reason gangs became gangs? Well, that is true. The community, they were community organizers first. They, they were community organizers first. But then the current gangbangers, yes, Hercules got it. The current gangbangers, they were community organizers first that got what? The <laughs> Drugs. Drugs. Drugs was the reason they became what they became. They organized, weren't activists. The crack era pushed in drugs in the community. The gangs got on it. And they fought over neighborhoods for drug possession. Right? This my corner. This my street. This my hood. They not fighting over the hood just because it's their neighborhood. Well, I live here. This is mine. That, that's not what they're fighting over. They're fighting over drug territory. Now, the little dudes on the block fighting over the colors and the territory and the street name, you might be doing that. But it's the drug turf. That's why gangs are, are gangs. It's a business, but dudes think the gangs are just fighting because, oh, you from this hood, or you got a six-point star, and I got a five-point star. Your hat cocked this way. My hat cocked that way. It's drugs. <laughs> it's pretty simple. You know what I mean? 
it's drug territory and it then it's money and so forth and so on. I mean, but but dudes think dudes be uh gangbanging for gangbanging purposes. The little dudes be doing that, right? The teenagers and stuff, right? But but that's not the purpose of it. The purpose of it was who's gonna have the most impact financially for drugs. All right, but then it created a whole nother scene which would be the gang banging on wax to show you guys, hey, we just gang banging over these colors. You know, not really, you know. All right. Yeah, this my corner is because it's my drug corner. You're you're on my neighborhood. This is this is this is Hoover Street. Hoover Street, this is my lane. You can't come on Hoover Street. This is us. All right. You can go down on, on the 60 blocks over here. Go over on 60s. Or you can't go there. They over there. Go on 40s. Go on 30s. Go on 20s. Can't go over there. Okay. You need to get your own block. Why? The block meant money. It didn't mean colors. It didn't mean it. now the colors was just recognition. That's how you recognize who's who. So if I show up on my block and I got the colors, okay, you can come in. You got the opposite color. What you doing on my block? All right, so that's what it's about. Anyway. Uh, Mr. Hendricks is in the building with a sponsorship. Hey, shout out to you. Where we at here? Where we at? I'm rich, bitch. Shout out to you for the sponsorship, for the coffee fund. Keep up the good work. Keep up the good work. Shout out to Mr. Smith says no value in men. Well, men have lost the value. Yeah, for sure. Uh, they lost their own value by their own purposes, by their own hands. Right. And we chasing the wrong thing. I, I think for men, you know, there should be a time where you mess around. But uh, after you get 25, 26, let's get real. Let's get real with this shit. Shout out to Macaroni Tony. Also, singer T-Pain admitted recently that he wasn't not he was not smooth as his song portrayed. In reality, his lyrics reflected things he wanted to say if he had the courage to actually talk to women. Man, I grew up much of my teenage life and early adult life in San Fernando Valley. So I know a lot of actors. I know a lot of people in music. I won't name drop, but I've been around, seeing them, had slight interactions with them, long interactions. I've seen actors and, and entertainers and rappers and, and singers in live and in living color. Some of the most players, womanizing people are R&B singers, <laughs> right? You would think it's the opposite. As a matter of fact, some of the toughest dudes I met, like you would think it's opposite. You would think the rappers would be super tough and the actors would be tough and the, and the R&B singers would be somewhat like weak. But it was the opposite. The R&B singers were the most kind of roughish, ruggish, hoodish. The actors were kind of goofy, somewhat nerdy. You, you, you got to be a kind of weird to be in Hollywood, right? And doing acting and cutting scenes and all of this shit and acting your part. You know, you gotta, gotta be kind of weird. Rappers were kind of just laid back and cool. <laughs> rappers didn't walk it unless it was like a nightclub, but if they was just chilling, that rappers were just chilling. They would be smoking their weed, chilling the F out. They wasn't like gang banging like they was on the records. But the, I mean, no, Drake is a rapper. I actually bumped into I, I hate. I don't want to name drop. Brian McKnight. I used to play ball with him. I played ball with him a couple times. I don't want to say I used to play ball. I played ball with him a couple times. He is not like he is on the records, <laughs> right? 
He is not like he is. The dude is kind of edgy. He's tall. He's 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 bigger than everybody. He's direct. He's straightforward. And he had an Asian Ling Ling with him with a mini skirt. We was outside playing ball and she was out there just cheering him on, sitting there quiet as a church mouth, pissing on cotton while he was hooping, calling foul on every play. Every time you breathe on him, foul. He was just like, I was just like, dude, people was like ready to box him. Like, bruh, he, he was doing too much. He was challenging dudes and he was like, like that was him. You expect the rappers to come out acting like that. You know what I mean? But he was on uh, edgy shit over here. But then the other rapper dudes I be seeing and talking to, they was cool, calm, and collected. <laughs> they wasn't thugging. All right. Uh, Miles says, old Kanye tried to save us from the Hollywood gangsters. He did. He he tried to let y'all know, but y'all wasn't listening. All right. Uh, and we got last one demon deacon og pretty thug haven't seen your show yet wait haven't seen the show yet cga but i could tell you uh mike been out here acting a fool since miami and the white house here in dallas he says i was at his trial he did it all right <laughs> he didn't throw him under the bus but yeah if we had the audio it probably would put michael urban under the jail because let's just say and all of that stuff he told, I know he said, do you have black in your family? For sure. And then he said, and he said, well, you will in about 15 minutes. Do you like chocolate milk? You know, he hit him. Do you like, I like, he probably said, I like cream in my coffee. You know, for sure. He hit her with some shit and she was like, oh, so, so with that. If they don't have the audio, it saves Michael Irvin. <laughs> he says, you got clock. He says, yep, go clock out. I'll pay your salary for the day. My hotel room is this. Beat me 911. You know, he said it. But listen, it ain't enough to get him fired. They got no evidence. All right, they got no evidence. But shout out to Demon Deacon. I hope he wins this case because from what I've seen, it's not enough to be charged with sexual assault. And if... Saying things to a woman sexually is sexual assault, like playfully. This is going to ruin interactions between this, the type of stuff that ruins interactions between men and women, because at one end, they want you to be playful. They want you to be jokey and sexual. And then they come up having a regular conversation. And then they're like, oh, my God, clutching their pearls and shit. Mm. See, they pick and choose who they want to uh, charge with sexual assault. In my opinion, she probably didn't even know that was Michael Irvin. It was like this, this black guy came up to me and asked me. Okay. You know what I mean? This is, it's crazy. Somebody said it's already done. Facts. That's why I do. This is why I do. And then the, the women that are doing this recording dudes as being creeps, then they wonder why dudes don't talk to women. This is, it's getting out of hand and I get it. Ladies. You're the ones wanted this freedom to not be seen with men and be able to walk down the street and get in your bus or your your subway. And your, it. But if you had a man walking with you, none of these guys would be doing these things to you. I mean, you're you picked and choose. You got your poison. You're free. You can come and go as you please. But every interaction. 
every innocent flirting can't just be a sexual assault. Like, come on. Mm. Every time you feel like it because you're on your period, it's a sexual assault. Or you don't like the way he looked. We got to clear this shit up. We could just be like, uh, I mean, harassment maybe, or he was just out of his, we got to clear it up. There has to be a middle ground. There has to be a middle ground. Or, or junior college. The way I avoid all of this shit is I go right to a dorm room. No. <laughs> I go right to the junior college. I snuff all the bullshit out. Virginia got beat again. Ninja. Virginia got beat again. Never, never a bank on Virginia's ass. All right. Shout out to you guys. Look, let's get out of here. I'm going to see the NCAA tournament. Shout out to the coach gang. And we'll be back this evening. Uh, there you go right there. Shout out to the haters in the building. And... We out of here. Peace. Hi, my name is Kaylee. I'm a blonde. I have no tips. I make boys fall in love.